down to business. I got my wild cherry dyed Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? What's going on, everybody? You've tuned into the one and only hot tag. It's yours truly, Shaheen. And Boxman. And we are the Persian and the Jew. You can check us out every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Mixler.com slash THT Podcast. And make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and show us some love by leaving a review. Really, really helps spread the name of the show. And for as little as $5 a month, you can listen to us on Patreon.com slash THT Network. That's right. Every week, we release a brand new exclusive episode for our Patreon only, including THT extras, Persian and the Jews, and live commentary over pay-per-views. And for you movie fans out there, listen to Anthony and me on THT Movie Review every other Saturday right here on Mixler and anywhere you find good podcasts. And don't forget to visit NuclearHeatGraphics.com where you can find my original art prints which focus on all the nostalgic things that we love growing up, including movies, wrestling, and Saturday morning cartoons. Nuclear Heat Graphics. Nuclear handcrafted designs of nostalgic horror. Have such sights to show you. Wrestling. Hulk Hogan must self-destruct. Retro cartoons and entertainment. A fellow chucker, eh? Portraits, customized posters, fan posters, and so much more. NuclearHeatGraphics.com Art makes us human. Oh, well, there we go. All the fucking plugs are out of the way. It is Saturday night. Uh, I am Boxman. 
alongside me, of course, Anthony. What is going on, sir? What's going on? Not much. And, of course, our third man. I can't even call you a special guest anymore, Bobby. Uh, Bobby Anthem is joining us. What's up, Bobby? <laughs> Snoochie boochies. Oh, shit. <laughs> as, as much as I want to, as much as I want to, and I probably could, I promise I'm not going to spit uh, Jayisms all night. I'm not going to do it. Hey, no, bro, please. <laughs> Some of my favorites. Snoogans. <laughs> Snoogans. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I guess we'll go ahead and just fuck it. Fuck it. Let's just get to the goddamn movie. Um, I'm, everyone's coming off of fucking Thanksgiving. They're fucking, they don't need no more bullshit. They got family sitting there and they're like, what the fuck? Uh, oh man but this is gonna be so much fun though man i hope i hope uh who the hell is that going oh that was me sorry fixed it jesus anthony anthony had the chat room going over there no big yeah. deal uh chat room thanks speaking of chat room thank you all for joining us appreciate it uh especially on this this weekend where uh i'm sure it's been a busy one for everybody Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How was yeah, everyone's Thanksgiving, by the way, before we start? Go ahead. Very good. Yeah. All right. Bobby, go ahead. Yeah, absolutely, man. It was a good one for me, man. We, um, My whole family got together. Like My immediate family got together at my parents' house for um, possibly the last time because parents are getting up there in years and they're planning on moving from their house to an apartment just you know make it easier mm-hmm. uh so yeah my sisters came into town and uh their kids came in from college my kids we were all there it was all it was good man it was a beautiful day nice awesome yeah. anthony yours went well i'm sure yeah had a small intimate one with the mom uh food was good ate a lot and uh nice. yeah but honestly man just it was it was good just to catch up because me and my mom really don't kind of we don't get to sit down and really eat and hang out like we used to so it was good times good times nice i uh i drove a lot i got a sheet metal screw in my tire uh i got i, I got pulled over Shit. in in friggin south bumfuck hillbilly texas by wow, a, that's a change of pace the white guy gets pulled over for once by a state trooper sir state trooper yeah, yeah, Trooper pulled me over. He didn't give a shit when I gave him my concealed weapon. He didn't even ask where my gun was. I told him where it was. Oh, fucking welcome to Texas. Yep, gave me a warning, sent me on my way, and uh, <laughs> that was it. But, uh, yeah, actually, he was a really nice guy. He was actually messing around. We had my kids and my dogs with me, and he was talking to them while, you know, he was getting stuff. He's like, well, I got to wait a few minutes. They're a little slow today. And uh, he comes back. Man, you know. That, a ahead. lot of those, a lot of those guys are just out there to do their job. You know, they, they're doing jobs just like the rest of us. They're real oh, people. Yeah. You know, they go through shit just like we do. They have good days. They have bad days. Mm-hmm. You know. And he so. was right. I have. I in Texas, you have to have a front plate and a rear plate, and I only have my front plate fell off like probably about two years ago. <laughs> and this is the first time I've been. This is the first time. Yep, riding dirty. This is, actually, I did have some weed on me um but uh yeah he never 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 looked never cared he was a really nice cop like you said dude they 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 just want to get the fuck home it's thanksgiving he he wants to be there as much as i want to be pulled over right yeah so good cop nice cop and uh yeah i just fucking i just i had a rough I had a rough Thanksgiving day too. Not as rough as Shaheen. Shaheen had a tire that looked yeah, like Jesus Christ. Yeah, shout out to Shaheen, man. Oh. Stay strong, bro. 
You know what? Off. Everyone, go to Nuclear Heat and buy something from Sheen right now. God damn it. <laughs> Anyone do. listening, nuclearheatgraphics.com, go there, get a print. Trust me, there's one you like. If there's not, tell them what you want. You'll like it. He is incredibly gifted. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he, uh, and he puts his uh, heart and soul, seriously. And I'm not just saying it's because he's my friend. He's my boy. He puts his heart and soul in everything he does. So please support him. Nuclear Heat Graphics. There you go. All right. Now, we said we were going to get into the movie. The movie we are obviously talking about is Mallrats from 1995. Um, not only a movie, but after Clerks. This came out the year after Clerks, right? Yeah, the year after. Yes. Yep. 95. And we got to see a little more of Jay and Silent Bob in this movie. Mm-hmm. And it kind of brought a, brought forth a new language for about a year and a half or two years. Like Bobby was talking over there a little while ago. People talked like this. They were saying snoochie boochies and snoogans to each other. It was <laughs> fucking weird, man. Nooch. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, the movie it it took it took that generation kind of by storm. Mm-hmm. Even though it was still considered sort of like a cult thing, almost, you know, it was just it was just barely mainstream. Really, what it was like, the way I like to describe it is like it's like one of us kind of made it, you know. Mm. It's like Kevin Smith and his crew is like us, and somehow they kind of just snuck their way into Hollywood, you know, right. Yeah, 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 they they, they kind of kind of I sort of compare these guys to Seth Rogen and his crew. You know, they kind of got lucky, kind of had a couple really funny films and then sort of broke out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not I'm obviously huh. different kind of comedy, different guys, well, yeah. but I'm just saying, I mean, Seth Rogen came on the scene and and it was like, "Hey, every other month there's a Seth Rogen movie coming out. He's either in it or he made it." Right. You know, and that whole crew sort of just kind of broke. I mean, next thing you know, James Franco's in every fucking movie. Jonah Hill is in every fucking movie. You know, all those right. friends just sort of yeah. broke out and and became the same thing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've always kind of compared yeah. him to that. Whoa, Anthony, you just got really loud. Oh, I'm okay now. My level's all right. No, you're fine. I, I can cool. I can turn you down from here. It's no big deal. Cool. But uh, I, I, I mean. I guess we'll get into some of the actors in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll start with Shannon Doherty. Oh, the, uh, yeah. The biggest yes. name. She was the biggest name in this movie. She yes. was, at the time, the biggest name in this movie. Now, a lot of people say she got her start from Beverly Hills 90210. Oh, she was before that. Believe it or not, she did tons of movies from 1981 Movies, TV shows, TV shows, even yeah. little dude. She was in 18 episodes of Little House on the Prairie in the 80s, uh, <laughs> in 83. She did a lot before, and then suddenly from 81, she we jump up to 19, you know, we jump up to you know, let's see, when did that start? Uh, Beverly Hills 90210, 90 to 94, and after that, and see. And this was amid a lot of stories about her, because when 90210 wrapped up, there were some not good things about her coming out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hard to work with, bitchy, Mm -hmm. which is why I I was always a little weirded out that they gave her this character, because this character is a little bitchy and hard to live with. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I think they kind of capitalized on that though, and I, I feel like she had enough of enough of a sense of humor and maybe a little bit of self awareness, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. to 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 go with it. Maybe uh, she was also in a movie called Nowhere. I've talked about this movie a few times. It's one of those very talk about odd and obscure movies that I've talked about before. Uh, a little 1997 flick. I completely forgot she was in it but she's in it and it's again she's the biggest actor in this little movie too mm-hmm. uh, obviously this movie didn't go very far but i mean she's she was in charmed my wife loves charmed yeah. uh she showed up in jay and silent bob strike back um, yeah but you know but yeah charmed like i said um and then i think 90210 tried to make a comeback and she played brenda again in what 2008 yeah yeah <laughs> the fuck were they thinking and (laughs) (laughs) you know what what audience they were really going for you know right you know because i mean the 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 people who were watching 90210 at the at the time when it first came out i think we're we're kind of over it like they were ready to just leave that like that was a good memory you know i don't need more of it (laughs) you know so i don't know what audience they were going for right exactly I don't either. I thought it was weird that they brought it back, but I don't know, whatever. But uh, Shannon Doherty, and it's weird to say, but at the time, she was the biggest name in this movie. And I know you're like, but Ben Affleck is in it. Yeah, Ben Affleck wasn't shit yet. No, yeah. No. This is this was about two years yeah. before uh, Good Will Hunting when he blew right. up. Right, yeah. Yeah, this was a little before that. Ben Affleck was just a guy with great hair. Yeah, <laughs> in this movie, um, I, I really wish they had let him. Now everyone thinks this was a Jersey movie. Just so everyone knows, this movie was actually filmed in Minnesota, <laughs> which is weird as shit to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was filmed all in Minnesota, and you're like, but all the cars had New Jersey. Li-. Yeah, those were paper plates, <laughs> and every yeah. now and then they'd get. Someone would get pulled over with a bullshit New Jersey plate on their car because they forgot they had it on there. <laughs> but uh, they were literally pulling off, forgetting to pull the plates off when the when they when they left uh, all those cars. But yeah, a lot of people think this is just another Jersey movie, but it's not. Uh, was filmed in Minnesota. Doesn't make it a bad movie. Um, no. And the next actor, I guess we can get to is Jeremy London. Yeah, not to be confused with. Jason London. Jason, right. Yeah. From Days Day, and Days and Confused. Right. Anthony try to stay awake. Uh, <laughs> he bet. <laughs> in a in a in a small way, this movie is kind of a kind of a reunion, you know, with a few cast a couple of cast members and Jeremy London's brother, you know. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know, Joey Lauren Adams who we're gonna get to and Ben Affleck. Oh, we will get to Joey Lauren Adams. Days and Confused. Yes, I. My God, I love that girl. Uh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, we will get to her. Uh, Yeah, but Jeremy London, he's done a he he, he's done a few things. Um, He's been in actually a lot of movies, but he gets confused with his brother a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh. Mallrats was probably, I would say, his breakout movie. He did a few things before that. A couple, you know, some a, a TV series called "I'll Fly Away," 
a couple things from 1991 uh, above that. But 95, this was sort of his breakout movie, was Mallrats. He got a few things from there. He was in the, um, my God, what else was he really in? Seventh Heaven. Jesus yes. Christ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seventh Heaven. I forgot he was even in that from 2002 to 2004. Got to admit, never watched one episode of it. I've seen it, you know, it was, you ready, Anthony? It's yes. been on in the background. <laughs> oh, background noise. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> there you go. He was in something called SWAT, Unit Unit 887. I got to check that one out. Huh. You put what the was word, that? I don't know. You put, you put the word SWAT in it, though. I'm probably going to check it out. Let me see. It's, it's, it's a movie about... Let's see, a nonstop race against time. Oh, this looks god-awful. Uh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Tom Sizemore is in this movie. <laughs> and uh, and uh, it's pathetic in the chat is absolutely right. Seven Heaven did suck. I caught, like, one or two episodes of my life, and yeah. And especially after what came out about the guy, I have even more of a reason to hate that show. Oh, no. Oh, I no. forgot about that. I will be watching this movie. Tom Sizemore. And Michael Pere, who was uh, Eddie from Eddie and oh, the Cruisers. Shit. Yeah. I will be watching this movie. No matter how bad it sounds, I will, I will, I'm, I, I've got to get this. This is part of a series of SWAT under siege. And this is all a whole series of SWAT. Damn. Oh, I did not know oh, this yeah. existed. Oh, this is called SWAT. The clock is ticking. <laughs> a nonstop race. Against time, action-packed thriller that follows an elite SWAT team as they try to stop a domestic terrorist. What? From killing hostages and destroying the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, this is right off Boxman's alley. This is right yes. up my alley. This is like uh, this is like a, yes. a fucking knockoff of Die Hard right here, dude. A mid '90s yeah. shitty action movie. Awesome. Uh, it will be reviewed on the show at some point, I'm sure. B Megs is mi- <laughs> B Megs is mix- mixing someone up. Tom Sizemore. Is from Heat. You are thinking of um, Major League. You're thinking of uh, who's the guy, um, the substitute guy. Who am I thinking of? Tom Berenger. Oh, Tom Berger. Tom Berger. Berenger. Tom Berenger. Uh, that's who I'm. That, that's who it is. By the way, I this weekend I was in a. I stayed in a small room with no uh, no television, but I did have the movie Last of the Dogmen. With Tom Berenger. That's a movie you need to watch. One day we'll get to that. That's another sort of odd, obscure movie. But, uh, yeah, I, I, enough about Jeremy London. This is probably the most fucking time he's got on any show. <laughs> Too much airtime. The most press Jeremy London has ever gotten. I mean, yes, uh, Jesus I, Christ. We, I mean, we literally did a whole show on Judd Nelson, and this is just yeah. like overkill. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm going to uh, steal a phrase from the uh, Rain Man show. Uh, too much airtime. We, yeah. we gave we gave him the Mongol treatment tonight. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, we could uh we could probably move on from there a little bit. Let's go to Jason Lee. Hell yeah. Uh, oh yeah. And yeah. Uh, Box, before you even uh, run out his credentials, I'm gonna say it right now. Mm-hmm. One of the most criminally underrated people in Hollywood. He's just, you know, whatever it is, you always hear that phrase it in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Jason Lee has it in space. Something about him on camera. It could be the funny, smallest role. He just stands out to me. Oh, and the funny thing about it is he was not even an actor. No, he was a skateboarder, and he was not even, con- believe it or not, he 
he got lucky. They actually had someone else for this role. Um, and the guy that they hired for the role really just didn't live up to what he said he could do and mm-hmm. wasn't even close to what they thought it was, you know, in audition. And they got rid of him and brought Jason Lee back for the role. Holy wow. shit, am I glad they did? Because if you look at Brody, no one else could have played Brody. Nobody so could have. No, nobody. And, you know, we just we just poked a little fun at uh at Jeremy London. But those two guys had chemistry. You know, Absolutely. Like, like you could look at those guys and you believe that they were best friends. Right. Now, now he had done some short videos, Jason Lee, real quick. Very small, very small things. Um. But this movie obviously blew up his career. Um, yeah. And this, t- to be honest, this isn't my favorite movie with him in it. My favorite movie with Jason Lee is Almost Famous with, uh, what's her name? Goldie Hawn's daughter. Um, I rem- uh, Kate Hudson. Yes. Uh, I remember the movie. I just, I've never actually seen that one. Really good movie. Good story. It's, it's, it's a good story is what it is. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's uh, that's my one of my favorite movies. And Dogma, the character oh, he yes. plays in Dogma as uh, Azrael. As yeah, Azrael. Yeah. I have never yeah. seen a guy. He he has this smile that <laughs> yeah. he looks like a cartoon character when he does that toothy grin. And in Dogma, yeah, it came yeah. out. I mean, he was. We did Enemy of the State. He had a quick role in Enemy of the State. He died awfully quick, but. Uh, you know, he was in Jay and Silent Bob. He's obviously one of the Kevin Smith friends, but he's also done. He's been in every. He's been in every Viewerskew movie except for Clerks, right? Except the, for the first Clerks, right? The That's first the only one. one he wasn't in. The first yeah. one, exactly. Yeah. But let's face it: this guy made a good career from her. Uh, f- excuse me, for himself. Oh yeah, playing Dave and Alvin and the Chipmunks. Yeah, yeah. he sure did. And um, I mean, of course, everybody knows him as as Earl. You know, mm-hmm. my name is Earl. Yeah, absolutely. My name is Earl. Who I mean, he did that show with Jamie Presley. Who, whew, lucky guy, lucky guy. Oh, uh-huh. she's another favorite. We'll uh, one one night we'll talk all about her. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did actually during uh, not another teen movie. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. She got a lot of airtime. Well deserved too. Well deserved. Yeah. Well deserved. Uh, but Jason Lee, kind of underrated. I really, I think he could do more. I mean, like I said, yeah, in, uh, go ahead, Anthony. I'm sorry. Anthony. No, I was just going to say, you're absolutely right. So no, much more. I, I really think he could do more. I really wanted, he's one of those guys I wouldn't mind seeing in like a, like a, like him being the murderer, the, 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 no. the suspense thriller. Yeah, dude. He's got that evil, Look, that could definitely work out. I think. No, no, you no. Know, he plays the lovable asshole so well. Like, even though he's a dick in the movies, he just comes across as like likable. Like, yeah, you know he's a dick, but you can't help but like the guy. I think you know what I think. He kind of, I think that kind of developed over time, though, because you know, with with this Mallrats being his first big role, yeah, he was he was an asshole. He was a he was a believable asshole. He wasn't very likable, but you came to kind of like things about him. Mm-hmm. And then as Banky and, and um, Chasing Amy, he played a very similar unlikable character, you know. Oh, um, yeah. But not, but he kind of. Uh, 
Even now, now I think maybe he's a little too likable. A little bit, and my name is Earl. Kind of made him a likable guy, but I don't know, man. I, I'd love to see him do more. And you know what? Uh, B Megs brings up Jason Bateman, who we talked about in uh, what's that movie? Central Intelligence with yeah. the Rock and Kevin yes. Hart. I agree. I'd like to see him in more stuff too, but because when he's in a movie, he kind of takes over a little bit. It's like, oh shit, Jason fucking Bateman, man, fucking Jason Bateman, and it, it yeah. just—I don't know—it it just works. Um, but I guess we can. Uh, I, I, that enough, Jason Lee? Have we? Uh, have, we have we blown him enough? Is that good? Yeah, I mean, we could go on and on, so might as well. Might as well. Let's I'm go sure on. There'll be more. Yeah, let's go on to the next. Uh, not asshole in the movie. Well, you know what? Let's 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 go by IMDb. Let's go to Claire, who played Brandy in the movie. Um, you know, I never picked this up until tonight, mm-hmm. and I told Bobby before we got on here I was watching the extended version today. I had never seen the extended version. Um. We'll get into it in a little while after we go through the, the, the characters. But I have never picked up on her British accent before. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in the yeah. last, in, in one of the final scenes when she is talking and she does that whole sort of like monologue to, she did uh, a monologue. to TS. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, did her accent come out. And, the, and in the extended version, wow. It came out yeah. bad. Like she yeah, couldn't she even has, hide it. She has trouble with with certain words, which is why. Like I remember the first time I saw the movie, who she was as an actress, obviously, you know. But I'm listening. I'm listening to her uh, read her lines, and I'm like, "There's something off about this." Like I, I bet she's British. You know, it's like I knew it. Mm. You know, she has trouble with certain words. For for a, a quick second, I'm like. Is that an Australian accent? And then I'm like, oh, she's trying to cover the British, so it's coming out Australian. <laughs> and but I did not. I have never. I have seen this movie time and time again, and never have I caught the fact that Brandy had a British accent and she was trying to hide it. Never until today. <laughs> And it took the extended version for me to really, and then when I went back and started watching the other one, I was like, "Yep, there it is." Yeah, some people can't pull it off. Like, <laughs> I feel like a moron, but I felt like it took me years. It was years before I found out uh, Mel Gibson wasn't American. <laughs> I'm like, he hit, he hit it well. I mean, what can I say? You had some people least- are good at it. Some people are like Hugh Laurie. Hugh Laurie is mm-hmm. very good at it. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Huh. Yep, Liam Neeson. Dude, you got to remember, Liam Neeson's first movie he did was with fucking Patrick Swayze, and he was a redneck in Next of Kin. <laughs> a redneck. Hell? Yeah. So, you know, that's a guy who can fucking hide it, too. So, yeah, I mean, I I, I guess she hides it well, but I, I don't know how I've never picked that up. I guess all the times I've seen this movie, I've been fucked up. <laughs> didn't surprise and, me, and, all, and, to be honest here. But to be fair, to be fair about her performance, uh, like like we like what can be said for a lot of the people in this movie, they were all just getting their start. You know, like a lot of these people weren't even legitimate actors; they were just friends of Kevin Smith, and 
you know, just they were trying to stay within budget. And, you know, so you got to give her credit for that. Yeah. And she didn't do a lot after Mallrats. Uh, she did a few things. She was in Mystery Men. I actually like that movie. Oh, I like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, it's a stupid movie, but I like it. Um Let's see, Green Street Hooligans. I didn't even know she was in that, to be honest with you. Didn't even know. I don't know that. Yeah, she did CSI New York. She was in 11 episodes. Uh, NCI Los Angeles. I'm sorry, NCIS Los Angeles. And Hawaii Five O. I guess she's been in six episodes of Hawaii Five O, which I've never watched the new Hawaii Five O. Hmm. Right, so she's so she's been working pretty steady. Working steady. She's got something coming out. Uh, she has a movie coming out this year, An Affair to Die For. It might have already come out, for all I know. And <laughs> something for next year in post-production is called Five Feet Apart. Nice. We'll figure that oh, out. Oh, Box. Yeah. While we're running down TV shows, uh, any uh, NYPD Blue tie-ins for this? Not even a Hill Street Blues tie-in. This was such a low-budget movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not even that. Not even that. Couldn't even find one, man. This is another one. This is like the uh, this this is the third fucking one. The and you third. know we you know we say low budget, but I mean you got to give props to the man because Kevin Smith, especially in the early years, he really made good use of things. Even though, like I said, he was still finding his way and it wasn't completely polished between Clerks and uh, Mall Reds here. Right. It was the that's what added to the charm of it for me. And I, and I really respect how he made use of everything. He really got the most out of everything that he worked with at this time. He, did. he really did. He yeah. really did. And Clerks, I mean, you got to remember, this guy just went from a black and white low, literally, let's, let's literally call that one a low-budget film. Damn um, near a no-budget yep. film. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> that was the type of movie, the dialogue had to be on point, because the dialogue is what carried it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, literally. And, and you know, it was great to fucking see... A guy, you know, th- when this movie came out, you're like, holy shit, what a difference from Clerks one year later. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I did mention this movie was filmed in Minnesota. It was actually filming right down the street from Fargo. <laughs> Fargo was filming during this movie's filming. So right down the street, they were filming Fargo, too. Um, but uh, I guess the next actor we need to get into is Ben Affleck. Oh, you oh, know, but I'm sorry, but before you before you go there, I forgot to mention uh, yeah. one little bit of one little bit of trivia for Jason Lee's character Brody. Um, I don't know how well known it is. Of course, a lot of people know. A lot of USU fans know that all of the movies are tied in, and a lot of the characters are, are related. Brody is actually a cousin of Randall from Clerks. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that 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 that's in the IMDb trivia ones. Oh, is it? <laughs> it is, but yeah. yeah, that that is true. They are actually fucking cousins, which kind of makes sense, really. Yeah, they're both kind of you know self <laughs> self absorbed assholes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, Bobby, now, Bobby, I'm gonna ask you. Okay. Between the two, who would you prefer, Randall or uh, Brody? I mean, like what, like as a as a, as a character, as a character. Like, who as do you a, think who, who pulled off the asshole role better? Oh man, that's that's kind of a tough one. There, there were, you know what? And I'm boxing you too. I'm sorry, I'm gonna well, throw it to you too. I know you asked Bobby, but to be honest, the asshole role, I would say Randall Brody pulled off the man. I hate to hate, hate to use a wrestling term, but he pulled off the cocky heel better. I mean, good. Yeah. 
but Randall really pulled off that cocky heel great. Yeah, you know what? Randall more of a Randall was more of a slacker, which is the word that they used to describe him. You know, mm-hmm. he um he was more smarmy, I guess would be the word. You know, kind of laid back. Brody was a lot more volatile. Brody did a whole hell of a lot more yelling. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, Brody was more the 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 set me off type. Randall was just the cool, chill stoner. Let's go play some fucking roller hockey on the roof, dude. Right. Yeah. Then of course, you know, you, yeah, Dante. He wasn't even supposed. To, you know, he wasn't even supposed to be there. Man. <laughs> yeah. Which we do see him later. We'll get into old. Uh, we'll get into Mister <laughs> O'Halloran a little bit later. <laughs> Uh, Dante, what the fuck? I don't care what nobody say Dante was cool. Dante's a bad motherfucker. He shows up again in uh, he shows up again in Dogma, getting shit, fucking getting angels and shit dropped on him. Yeah, yeah. See, that's a that's a uh, since since we're talking about that, oh, that's another ahead, uh, yeah, funny, ahead. interesting, uh, funny, interesting tidbit about the USQ movies. Brian O'Halloran shows up in every single one of the movies as a different cousin of Dante. Right, yeah, yeah. Because, you, you do see him somewhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all cousins. Even in uh, even in Zach and Mary, the, the guy who. Uh, well, if you guys have seen Zach and Mary, uh, one mm-hmm. of Don shows up in that. Oh, but geez. but they're all but they're all played by Brian O'Halloran. Yeah, and he's he's another one that, like you said, he just kind of shows up in all these movies, but yeah. somehow he's gotten a few. In the, from 2018, he's got one. He's got a few movies in post production. A few, a couple of them. Uh, obviously, I don't know if you know, there is another Jay and Silent Bob coming out called Jay and Silent Bob get get a reboot. Oh, nice. So there is another one coming out, but a few of his he does have some stuff coming out 2018, 2019. Um. There must be some something coming out with Kevin Smith because it's called Off Time because the name of his character is Principal Hicks. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> so there is something yeah. coming out. But, yeah, he shows up in a lot. I mean, he shows up. He's back in Clerks, too, as Dante, obviously. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Jesus Christ, he was in a movie called Alien Sex Party. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was China in that one? No. <laughs> No, no. Uh, he was in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. He was uh, Brian Christopher O'Halloran was the, but he was the cop in that movie, the uh, crazy cop. Huh. You could barely recognize him in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, but it is him. Um, but yeah, he's he is good, and he does play Gil at the end of the movie. He does play one <laughs> of the uh, one of the suitors, if you will. Yeah, Gil Hicks. Gil yep. Hicks. Suitor number three. Suitor number three. Suitor number three. Yeah. Suitor number <laughs> the third suitor. I, I guess we could say. Uh, but uh, I guess we can go ahead and go to Ben Affleck. We got Ben yeah. Affleck in this movie. The fucking man. I he's he's got a lot of haters, but I actually like him. Um, the first movie I remember seeing him in is called School Ties. With him and Brandon Fraser and Matt Damon. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They go after Brandon Fraser for being Jewish. It's based back in the like forties, I think. It's back in the forties. It's based. Yeah, or set. That was the one with Robin Williams, right? No. <laughs> no, Robin Williams wasn't in that one. 
Um, you're thinking of good. You're thinking of Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, man. It'll it'll come to me. He yeah. was he was in Robin Williams was something when I, in around the early '90s. Something with kids. Yeah, he wasn't in this one. Not mm. not not school ties. He also played, of course, O'Banion in Days and Confused. Uh, mm-hmm. Anthony, try to stay awake. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he also did Chasing Amy, Goodwill Hunting. Yeah. You've seen this guy, Dogma. He was in again, another great fucking character, and one of my favorite movies, Boiler Room. Oh, yes. Very much. Yeah, that's very underrated. Love Boiler. You can go ahead and get into Pearl Harbor. Even Paycheck was a good movie, but Boiler Room, that motherfucker, he was the, 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 the Alec Baldwin in Glen Gary, Glen Ross. That was Ben Affleck's character every time he showed up in Boiler Room. And, and look, Daredevil notwithstanding, the one thing I'll give uh, Affleck credit for is he never forgot where he came from. Yeah. He all he all. If you listen to any interview he does, he always gives Kevin Smith a shout out, give him credit for uh, helping helping to get his career jump started when yeah, not a lot of people were. And he doesn't hesitate. Whenever Kevin Smith needs him for anything, even if it's just for a few minutes, even if it's just for a cameo, Affleck never hesitates to drop what he's doing to show up for Kevin Smith because he knows he knows that he made his career. And it's kind of weird because you know Ben Affleck isn't a Jersey guy; he's a Boston no. guy. Yeah. You know, but somehow him, Matt Damon, Kevin Smith, they all sort of melded together. I don't know if how, how it happened. I've never really heard the stories. Bobby might know. I can't remember the story, but I was interested in finding out how they uh, how they ended up getting together. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was just a, a mutual respect kind of thing. Um, you know, Kevin Smith, I guess he saw uh, Ben Affleck and Affleck needed work and Smith saw something in him and, you know, he could afford him because <laughs> Affleck wasn't really, he was nobody, you know, he's just a pretty face. So. Yeah. yeah, and there's, there's another one, by the way, who can hide a fucking accent. Him and Matt yeah. Damon, because they've got horrible Boston accents. <laughs> yeah. Horrible. Um, all right, but, I mean, come on, if you don't know who Ben Affleck is by now, then really, like, go fuck yourself. All right. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> right. anyway, let's see. We've got. Uh, oh, here we go. Let's talk about Miss Joey Lauren Adams. Yes. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> Once again, reunion. Ben Affleck, Joey Lauren Adams, Days and Confused. Uh, yeah. She was also in Big Daddy. Um, We get to see her boobs in this movie. Yeah. She was in Biodome. <laughs> uh, Chasing Amy, she was in. I. Yep. She's another one that I I love her. You also got to see her boobs in uh, the getaway. True, true, and mm-hmm. and, and but I, her high squeaky voice is so fucking awesome. <laughs> I love it. You, you know who else everyone hated that I love? Jennifer Tilly had the same Jennifer high squeaky Tilly. voice. I knew you were gonna say yes. I love Absolutely. her. And by the way, yes, she's sir. uh she's I'm not sure if she's married or dating a poker player named Phil Locke, but she was doing a lot of the. Uh, Texas, yeah, Texas Hold'em poker, right? And my God, she would just sit there with her boobs hanging out, and it's like, oh my God, I fold. <laughs> right, I've always had a thing for Jennifer Tilly for yeah. years. First movie yeah. I ever saw her in a movie from the eighties called Moving Violations. Mm. That's an obscure one too. I don't. You probably never even heard of that one, Bobby. I know the title. 
I'm all right, we you, you, you kind of got all uh, robotic there for a second on us, but uh, yeah, she was in Big Daddy chasing Amy. She's another one of those girls who, uh, and by the way, at this time during this movie, she was dating Kevin Smith, Silent Bob. <laughs> yeah, legend. Another reason to call a man a legend. <laughs> oh my God, absolutely oh, a huge reason to call the man a fucking legend. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> Luke, uh, Threadhole Birch is bringing up Mark Wahlberg, another one that has a horrible Boston accent and, uh, and hides it, hides it well, actually. But does he? <laughs> yeah. You think so? I, I, and I like Mark Wahlberg, Mo- but, uh, I, he does a terrible job. I think, <laughs> no, why? Because they a don't, a lot of times he doesn't even try to hide it. A lot of times he doesn't, but when he's in a serious role, he can't hide it. His brother, fucking Donnie, can't hide it for shit. Yeah. I mean, Donnie's in <laughs> Blue Bloods. He doesn't have to hide it. He's supposed to have a New York accent. If you're the average person, you can't really tell a New York and a Boston accent unless you're, you know, from either one of those. So yeah. it works. It works for him. But uh, I don't know. Joey Lauren, Joey Lauren Adams, she's, I, I love the high-pitched voices, dude. I don't know what it is. There you go. We, we were just saying, park the car. Park the car. <laughs> I'm going to park my car and have it yard. And I got a ton of Kevin Sullivan in the chat. I got Jeez. a ton of family from Boston, so I've I'm I'm lucky not to have the uh the Boston. My 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 parents have been gone from Boston for 40 years. And my dad They still have it. Uh, yep, every uh, certain words my dad still had my mom sometimes. Oh my god. But, uh, yeah, my dad, he'll be like, I told you, you measured it too short. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know there's a fucking R there? R, S-H-O-R-T. I said, I, that's what I said. No, you didn't. <laughs> oh my God, get into a car with him. He still thinks he's in Boston traffic. Jesus Christ. But uh, there you go. There's Ben Affleck. Um, anything else on Mr. Affleck? Nope. I don't know. And probably one of the one of the reasons we're doing this movie is for Mr. Stanley, who has a part in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Stanley is in this movie. I will definitely play that part. Uh, Rest in peace, Stanley. I believe it was last. I want to say Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. I think yeah, Monday, Tuesday, something like that. My memory, who knows? Yeah, mine too. uh, Yeah, yeah. Same, but uh, go out of your way to um. Follow uh, Kevin Smith on uh, Instagram. He wrote like a long, it's a long one. It's a long read, but a beautiful tribute to Stanley because uh, he was a big time fan and they did a lot of collaborations together. So he was hit very hard by uh, the passing of Stanley. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. And was this, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was this Stanley's very first theatrical uh, appearance? Uh, give me a sec. I don't know why I closed that, but I did. Give me one second. Let's drop down here. Oh, Jesus, hold on, I gotta get to actor. I mean, known for everything under the sun, 200 credits. Oh, right. <laughs> actor, let's see. So why, why uh, Box is looking at a Bobby? Let me yeah. ask you. Was uh, Ben Affleck indeed the bombing Phantom, Joe? What's that? Was uh, Ben Affleck, our buddy, was he the bombing Phantoms? Oh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry, that's one of my favorite lines uh, from Simon yeah. Bob. I love you that bomb and phantoms, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I love that um, line. All right. Um, this was his first time on film. Uh, he oh, did a wow. lot of voice work before this in The Incredible Hulk as the narrator, Spider-Man the narrator. Right, on the cartoons. Even yeah. the Muppets, he even did, he even did a voice on the, um, on there, or actually was on the Muppets. He did the Muppets, but his, the, the first movie he ever actually did, uh, oh shit. He was actually in something called a vamp, jugular wine, a vampire odyssey. <laughs> he played Professor Baker. Right after that, he did Mallrats, though. Oh, okay. I would okay. say Mallrats was his mainstream debut, definitely. Yeah. And then if you watch, he has very small, small parts in all of his other movies. He's like, a, sometimes he's like a hot dog vendor. He can be the mailman walking yep. through. Oh, yeah. Just look for him in, in all of the, uh, the Marvel movies. He's somewhere in there. Just got to look and for him. Yeah, and it says a lot because here's a guy who has every right to make himself the center of attention, but he always played very understated roles. Like you would have to look to actually find that he was in the movie. Yeah, and I really like the speech he gave in this movie, even though he was sort of working, uh, working Jason Lee a little bit. But it, it was really cool to see it. It was cool to see Stan Lee in that in, in the movie, and you know, kind of doing the uh, just. Playing the heartfelt role of Stan Lee that you kind of you, you look at him and you're like, this is kind of the guy that would tell a story like this. And by the way, horrible hair plugs for Stan Lee in this movie. Horrible, horrible, <laughs> horrible, horrible, horrible. Well, you know, we're living up to the gimmick, right, Box? Never too soon. Well, the fucking <laughs> the extended version is HD, and I'm like, oh my god, they really fucking are showing the hair plugs in this bad boy, but. uh Hey, I'm not I, look, the guy was a fucking genius. I don't care about his hair. Um yeah. but that man, Jesus, uh, he created so many characters that so many people love. Um if you don't love them all, you definitely have a favorite. There's most... somebody you connect with. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um and only only a couple more actors I really want to mention in this movie. Ethan's, uh, I guess his name would be Suplay. Supply. Supply. Yeah. You've seen him. He's been in, he was in American History X. He was in, remember the Titans? He was a huge guy. He's unrecognizable now. I don't know if anyone knows this. He lost no. a lot of weight. A wow. lot of weight. Almost unrecognizable. He lost all the weight. I mean, he looks like. He looks like he had the surgery, too, to get rid of the extra skin by the look of him in his shirt. Mm. But uh, good for him. But yeah. he because he was always known as the big guy. The big. Yeah. Yeah, he sure was. I yeah. believe he was even in. A, wasn't he in the TV show? Hold on here. No, I guess that wasn't what? him. Um, But I mean, yeah, American History X. He was. That was a great movie. I love that mm -hmm. movie. Yeah, he was uh, Randy and uh, My Name is Earl alongside mm -hmm. Jason Lee. Yep, Louie and Remember the Titans. He actually was the voice of Norm of No Man in Dogma. So he did have a little part. Oh, that's right. Yep. Yes, <laughs> that's right. He was Tuna in Blow. <laughs> if you ever saw Blow, he did. He was in. He obviously showed up in Clerks too. Um, mm -hmm. Done a ton of movies. I mean, literally, this guy has you know seventy one credits, so he's been hasn't done great, but he's done enough. 
but uh, well, you, I mean, he had a he had a really good run on My Name Is Earl, mm-hmm. and he was even in the Wolf of Wall Street, which me and Anthony, you know, reviewed that movie too. Uh, he was Toby in that movie, but he just sort of shows up. But uh, yeah, always played the big guy. But holy shit, he is not the same guy he was. His he he looks hundreds of pounds wow. lighter. Yeah. Yeah, and it's wow. like it's, it's like bad to say, but you know, obviously, you do what you got to do for your health. But you ever see somebody that's like known for being like, just because he's on my mind, because just from watching Roseanne earlier, John Goodman. Mm-hmm. God bless him. Do what you got to do for your health, but he does not look healthy. He does not look well. He looks he looked better when he was big, dude. He looked healthier. Did you see Skinny Drew Carey when he was doing the uh, Price Is Right? Yeah, between that and the blonde hair, and I was a fan of you, Carrie, back in the, but the, the Price is Right run kind of turned me off a little bit. Oh, he went total game show. He went total game show host, but he <laughs> yeah, he got a watered down Drew Carey is not a good Drew Carey. Yeah, now he's <laughs> it's it, he's starting to gain the weight back though. So yes, some people just don't look good skinny. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, and I guess the last actor I want to get into this. Well, one. I'm oh, sorry. Hold on. No, no, one, no, go, one go, second. Go. The, before we move on from Ethan Suffley, uh-huh. uh, the, the character that he's playing, Willem, mm-hmm. was was uh, Snowball in Clerks, played by Scott Moser. Yep. It's completely different style, but the same character. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, the last actor I want to get into here is Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker was Brandy's father in this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I cannot remember him playing a outside-the-box role like this one here. Because I had always seen him. I mean, he was in Mississippi Burning. He was the dick. He was a racist piece of shit in Mississippi Burning. Um, I saw him in JFK. I think he mm. was the same fucking character. He was in Tombstone. <laughs> he was McMaster's in Tombstone. We talked about him a little bit in the movie Tombstone. Um, he was in, uh, I believe, is, is, wasn't he in, uh, the, oh, The Replacement Killers. Oh, that's a good movie. <laughs> I know y'all are like, what the fuck is, what movie is he talking about? And, uh, I believe this guy was in, um, uh, Days of Thunder, wasn't he? Uh, wasn't did I see that? I saw that one. I don't think I have either. I, I, of course, I'm familiar with it, but you know, there's a lot of movies that I just haven't taken the time to watch. All right, I guess that wasn't him. I thought he was Rowdy in Days of Thunder. I hmm. guess I'm wrong. He was in the Bone Collector. I don't know if you ever saw that movie with uh, Denzel. Oh, that and, yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah, and, uh, what's her name? Uh, Angelina Jolie. He's done a lot of things, though. This guy, but usually he plays either the. Oh, you were right, Bob. So I looked it up. Uh, Rowdy Burns, you said? Yeah. yeah. He was in Days of Thunder. There it is, Rowdy in Days of Thunder. I'm like, where, where the fuck did it go? I typed in Days, it didn't come up. Fuck you, Google search. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, he just, but, but he always plays the hard ass, the dick, the, the asshole cop. And it was weird to see him in this comedy, really self-deprecating make fun of himself role i just it was odd it's out of character you know for what characters he's played but jesus christ did he do it well yeah 
Absolutely. He was still he was still playing he was playing a hard ass. You know, he was playing the guy who you, you kinda wanna take a swing at, but you just yeah. don't know if uh <laughs> you just don't know if you'll walk away all right if you if you swing on him. Right, right. And on yeah, exactly. He did sort of play the same fucking character. But it's just I've never seen him play the comedy kind of role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he he did. You're right. He he played it very well. Mm-hmm. He did. I actually really liked his character in the in the, in the movie, but uh, I mean, obviously, we have Kevin Smith as Silent Bob, Jason Mewes as uh, uh, Jay, mm-hmm. Jay and Silent yes. Bob, um, and like I was saying before, I watched the extended version today. I had never seen the extended version. I didn't even know there was, but. The the older version that I had downloaded um, had no sound. So I went looking for a new one, and all I could find was the extended version. I got to say, and Anthony said this to me earlier, not only does, that, does the extended version bring the movie down, it gives the movie a whole different dynamic. Like, yeah, it really does. Yeah, like the people in the original are kind of on Jace uh, or on uh, TS's ass about breaking up with Brandy. And in this movie, in the extended version, they're on his ass about being on CNN. Literally the first 30 minutes of the extended version has nothing to do with the original movie. You saw mm. nothing, nothing to do with it at all. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? Because I'm watching it, and I'm like, did I fucking get the wrong movie? <laughs> but it completely is not the dynamic of the uh, of the other movie. But I will say, it does answer a few questions. Like, when they end the movie, and you see the girl, the 15-year-old, that uh, I forget oh, her name. Trish. Trish. Trish yeah. the Dish. Trisha. Trish the Dish. And yeah. you see her at the end of the movie, and LaFleur's is guarding her. You're like, why is he guarding her? Well, watch the extended version. She, <laughs> she fucks him to distract him in the extended version. So now you know why he's there with her. Uh, wow. Yeah. it's <laughs> It does answer some questions, but the extended version will... It, if if you've never seen the original, the extended version's fine, but there is many times you're watching this movie and you're like, the extended version, and you're like, what the fuck? <clears throat> and, a, and there's a lot of hard camera cuts in there where you can clearly see they were just trying to force it in. Yeah. A yeah. lot of it. It was, it's just not... Like I said, if you've seen the original, I would recommend don't even fucking watch the extended version. I would recommend you don't watch it, to be honest with you. (laughs) And I I have nothing to back this up, but I'm assuming because Clerks, the original Clerks was such a hit, obviously Hollywood saw we have the potential to make some money off of this. So I think that extended version was them putting their hands in it. A little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Smith looking at it like, yeah, we got to cut this shit down. Because if you look at it, it's not that it's necessarily bad, but it just 
it extends scenes that really don't need to be extended. It harps on things that really don't need to be harped on. And it, it, it and like the version that we're reviewing now is more streamlined. Yeah, everything's not necessarily explained, but it gets to the point quicker. It, yeah, like, the theatrical, it flows by. Yeah, the theatrical movie uh, version did flow by at a really quick pace. Yeah. At a good pace. At a good pace. It didn't feel rushed. Right. And then we get into the extended and it's like, seriously? You the, like really they literally go completely off the rails of the actual version. Because yeah. like I said, they're on TS's ass about you know, in, in the original breaking up with her, everyone's making fun of him for breaking up with Brandy, blah blah blah. The reason he punches the guy in the parking lot is because of Brandy. In the extended version, it's all about because he was on CNN because he almost killed the governor. Right. You know, it's like this has nothing to do with what we saw in the movie theater. I just exactly. I don't understand why you would put out an extended version that completely disregards the version you put out in the theaters. You want to put out an extended version. Give me some scenes that were deleted. I'm good with that. I'm fine with that. We did that during Stripes. Me and Anthony played a whole like eight-minute scene that I'm like, I'm not sure I've ever seen this scene before. And I hadn't. That's why. Because it was... And, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to cut you off there, Pops. Uh, do you got, either one of you guys know how Clerks, the original one, was supposed to end? Yes. Yes, and I'm so glad they didn't end it on that note. Because uh, yeah. on a DVD, they give you like the deleted scenes. And one of the scenes is like the original ending where, uh, spoiler alert, Dante dies. Right. And it ended the show. Like, like, I just look at it. It's, it's, yeah, morbid. And it yeah. took the sh- whole uh, the uh, whole uh, theme of the movie down. Like, you was feeling good about everything by the end. And then when you see that version, it's like, Jesus, I'm glad they didn't end on that note. Well, he said the, the reason why he wanted to do that was to uh as as a callback to the discussion that he that Dante and Randall were having before where Dante said that uh his favorite movie in the Star Wars trilogy was um was uh The Empire Strikes Back because it ended on such a down note. Mm. You know, and he likes movies that end on a downer. So that's why Kevin Smith wanted to end the movie with Dante being killed. But huh. everybody in his ear they were like, nah, don't do that. That's that's killing the entire movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I hate to say, but it's kind of how I felt about watching. And by the way, everyone in the chat heartened the shit out of this show. You guys are fucking awesome, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got a lot of friends listening right now. Fucking yes. love we love you guys, guys, seriously. Everyone in the chat room, you're fucking awesome. I know I put weesome. I'm typing and drinking. Leave me alone. Uh, <laughs> 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 fucking love all you guys appreciate everybody joining in like i said i really didn't think we were going to get many people this weekend but uh really appreciate y'all um yeah i really think the and, and that's why i think this extended version just it killed everything not only did it kill the the flow it killed the movie but it really hurt the flow it just like like you guys just said, if Dante had died at the end, who the fuck wants to see that? Right. Nobody wants to fucking see that. Besides that, he was in every uh, – we wouldn't have been able to get him in every fucking movie afterwards as some incarnation of of Hicks. I'll yeah. just put that, of Hicks, because he's a Hicks in every movie. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and the fucking – the extended version – look, usually I love extended versions. 
I remember when I first got the extended version, the director's cut of Natural Born Killers. Ah. Holy shit. The scenes that were deleted from that movie would have been great to actually have in that movie. Not that that movie needed to be any fucking longer, but it would have been nice to see the scenes that they deleted from that movie. This one here, I'm like, oh, my God, I could do without this completely. Like this shouldn't this probably shouldn't even exist. You know, it really shouldn't. I don't know. It how do you change a whole movie? Because this does change the whole dynamic of the movie. Like I said, just the small fact that everyone's bitching at him about the you know, you know, breaking up with Brandy and the original, and the whole time, literally, there's probably and I'm not exaggerating. Eight or nine jokes about him being on the news in the extended version. And it's like, you changed the whole dynamic of the, probably one of the, probably one of your best movies. I don't get it. Yeah. I mean, and it's like, I don't know. And I don't want to, um, detract from the greatness of Kevin Smith, but sometimes, I don't know. Maybe it's because it was early on, but do you think that maybe in the process, maybe he didn't know what direction he wanted to go in? Like maybe he wanted to be a little more serious, but. Like on a comedy, he wanted to be wanted to be like dramatic. Because if you look at the extended version, it was more dramatic. It leaned there. You think that somewhere in the creative process, he couldn't decide what he wanted Morris to be. I think um, I think what it was was uh, Clerks was one hundred percent him, one hundred percent him and Scott Mosier. That that was it. But with Mallrats, um, Hollywood gave him money. They said, "Hey, we like what you did with Clerks. We want you to make a movie for us." But we have some conditions. So this new guy coming in, you know, like I said, it's, it's as if one of us had an idea for a movie and somebody came at us with a budget like, hey, here, take this money and make this movie. You're going to you're going to fucking answer to them. Right. You know? Yeah, I agree. And I, I really think. And if you watch the extended, which I know some of you haven't seen, if you guys haven't seen the extended version find it check it out tell me what you think because maybe i'm being really hard on it but i watched it today and then i followed it up with the original so maybe i jaded myself by watching both back to back (laughs) yeah you probably shouldn't have done that i probably shouldn't have done that yeah yeah, i've been making some bad decisions lately bad bad decisions (laughs) Like 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 last week I watched NXT before I watched Survivor Series like right before, <laughs> yeah. And it man, was like you think you would have learned your lesson by now. Man, he's like, why, why did you hate Survivor Series? I loved it, and I'm like, well, I watched NXT right before, and he goes, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> and so bad decisions I'm making lately. But I literally <laughs> watched these two back to back, and I just like I said, maybe I'm being too hard on it because I did that, but. To me, he killed, he just killed it. He killed the movie. He changed it. It's changed. It's not the same movie I watched. Some of the dialogue is the same. Some of it's, but it takes a different, I don't know, this is is probably a way overreach, but it takes a different journey in the extended version. You know what I mean? It does. I mean, best way I can describe it, and I don't know if you'll agree with this box, the extended version of Mallrats done poorly was Chasing Amy done correctly. Like, that's like that was the vibe I think he was trying to go for with that oh, extended wow. version of Mallrats. 
If you look at Chase and Amy, that was uh, Kevin Smith starting to grow and develop as a director and take it in a different direction because Chase and Amy, it was a drama if you look at it on paper, but it had those small layers of like the humor that he became known for by that point that kind of bounced it out. So if you were a hardcore Clerks fan or a Morris fan, there was enough in it for you to appreciate the comedy, but you also respected the uh, dramatic efforts with uh, Chase and Amy. Just an observation, but I feel like he pulled it all better with that than he did with this extended version of Mallrats. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah that's a that's a, a very sharp observation, man. And, and yeah, I think you had it though. Like, I think you got it. He's he's he was growing. He was showing growth by the time he got to chasing Amy, and definitely by Dogma. You, you can trace you can trace his growth. You can track his growth. Right, right. And I mean, and, and, uh, yeah, Evan saying he wasn't a fan of chasing Amy. I'm sort of the same way. I wasn't a big fan of that movie either. Uh, I'm more of the Clerks, Clerks Two, yeah. Dogma. I like, I like Chasing Amy for what it was, but it was it was kind of a downer. Like there were parts that were just really depressing, and some parts that were very uncomfortable. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it but, was it was it was just not my kind of movie, and I was surprised because I'm a Kevin Smith guy. I love Kevin Smith movies. But yeah. that one, when I watched it, I was like, yeah, this is, uh, this is a little too deep for me. <laughs> yeah. But I, mean, I like to tie in with a lot of the characters, though. Like um, mm-hmm. the character, like the character, the main, uh, Joey Lauren Adams character in right. Chasing Amy. Alyssa is the sister of Trisha in Mallrats. Right. Yeah. So, you know, the tie ins like that. And uh, I guess she was friends. Uh, that's one funny thing that they wrote in there. The character of Alyssa from from uh, Chasing Amy was friends with Gwen from Mall Rats. Both characters were played by Joey Lauren Adams. Oh. So, yeah, so they were they were high. She was high school friends with herself. Mm, I would be too if I was her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's with the high pitched squeaky voice. Do. My my wife has a high pitched squeaky voice, so I guess it's a good thing. It's probably what you know kind of got me there, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is. The high squeaky voices, I love them, but yeah, Joey Lauren Adams is just amazing to me. Yeah. Like I said, I love. I mean, th- she's one of the reasons I watch Biodome. That's it, just for her. <laughs> just for her. <laughs> you know, no other reason. Stephen Baldwin, eh, he's all right. That other, you know, fucking uh, what's his name? He's all right. <laughs> Polly Shore, he's fine. Don't worry about him. <laughs> now, now let me ask you guys this because I was thinking about this earlier. Um, Kevin Smith, obviously, he has a lot of influences. He's always like me, like Spike Lee being one of them. Now, would you say that he was the voice of the '90s the same way you could probably say Spike Lee was? I would say from like the mid '80s to the early '90s. In terms of like speaking to like his era, like to me, Spike Lee from about 85, 86 to about 92, 93 spoke to black culture. I would say to an, I would say to an extent with, with Kevin Smith, I don't, I don't think he spoke for the entire era or the entire generation. I think he spoke for kind of a small, like a subset of it, like, uh, the generate, the generation X, uh, college kids at that time. I think that's pretty much who he spoke to, you know? Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that 
demographic that that you're going for. I'm obviously not going to speak for Spike Lee and young black kids because I was never a young black child. Um, so I, I wouldn't speak on that, but definitely I would say Kevin Smith was going for that. Dude, he was going for that '90s stoner grunge. Yep, grunge. Yeah. He was going for the grunge kid, the Nirvana kid. Those kids are what he was going for. And definitely Generation X. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The Generation Xs. And I think he definitely clicked. And I think he's still clicking with the same generation as he does movies. I mean, I love all the Kevin Smith movies. All of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a few I haven't seen, obviously, but, um, you know, the, the, the mainstream ones, you know, the Clerks, Clerks 2. The mall rats, the the dogma. Dogma is one of my favorites. Dogma is fantastic, dogma. man. I'll be honest, it took a while, and I got. I haven't. I'll be honest, I haven't watched it in a while. But for some reason, Dogma took me a while to come around on. Maybe it was the shit monster, but it was something about it. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it. It it took a while for that to grow on me, dude. Selma Hayek was in that movie oh, as, as goodness, a stripper. Yes. Selma Hayek was a stripper in that movie. If you need. Anything else to sell you on that movie, that should do it. <laughs> yeah. Selma Hayek. Hot. Always. Always. Yes. Always, always, always. But yeah, that, that, that movie is so well done. And, you know, like Bobby said, you can see the growth in Kevin Smith. That movie was like the pinnacle of the growth of Kevin Smith. He got death threats for that movie, which is why yeah, he yeah. had to, which is why he had to dial it back so much and go more silly for uh, with uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. He got legitimate death threats for Dogma. See, and Jay, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, I'm not going to say it was a bad movie, but to me, it looks. I'm not. I don't want to say thrown together, but it's got a lot of that Wiley Coyote Roadrunner feel to it. <laughs> That's for a reason. That's because I, I he know. always he saw Jay and Silent Bob as his cartoon, like live action cartoon characters. So right. he wanted the movie to feel like a live action cartoon. Yes, right, and and it did, it yeah. did. But yeah, fucking Dogmo is really one of their. I, I actually own Dogmo on DVD, and and even though Jay and Silent Bob was meant to be silly. The whole the, the tagline for it was Hollywood had it coming. If you really pay attention to that movie, <laughs> it was filled with cheap shot. That was his Vince McMahon moment. It was filled with cheap shot after cheap shot after cheap shot at Hollywood. He took all the shots and he he gave a bunch of receipts in that movie. That was his yeah. that, that was his self destruction of Ultimate Warrior moment. Yep, that was <laughs> that, that was his middle finger to Hollywood. Well, it was meant to be. It was meant to be the last movie in the viewers universe. He wasn't going to make anymore, and I'm wondering if it was meant to be his last movie ever. <laughs> you know, because you're right. He was taking a lot of shots. He was doing what he wanted to do. You know, giving a lot of middle fingers. He might have thought it, it was, was after he got the death. Because I, I did hear he was getting death threats from Dogma, yeah. from the Dogma movie, because yeah. he had the gall to tackle religion, right? In right. any form because it was obviously in comedy form um but look, dude that I, I might have to watch that tomorrow yeah um but yeah it was but, but yeah i and even this film even mall rats had a little bit of that you know you look at the when he pulls out the blueprints and they're definitely acme style yeah. 
Wiley Coyote Roadrunner blueprints, which that's fine. I, I, I do get it and I do like it because, I mean, the, dude, those were the cartoons I watched when I was a kid. Right. So again, speaking to the generation X, hello, I'm right here. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as Billy Idol somehow dubbed us generation X, I still don't know how that came about, but go Billy Idol. <laughs> he did come up with that. You know that, right? I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not know that. Billy Idol somehow dubbed us Generation X in an interview. And it stuck. And <laughs> it stuck. You know. All right, fuck it. I like it. I've always liked rock, it. I don't care. Rock on, Billy <laughs> fucking Idol. Yeah. <laughs> fucking it wasn't meant to be flattering either. They said we stand for nothing. You know, we're Generation X. I'm, fuck it. I like it. It sounds cool as fuck. It right, does. I'm I, I, I'd much rather be Generation X than a millennial, to be honest with you. I know. So. Right. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony. In every, Sorry. in every sense. <laughs> Sorry, Anthony, I, I apologize. Anthony's over there like, he's pouting. Is Anthony pouting right now? <laughs> a, l- a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> like, that stings, man. Stings a little. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, I, I, I guess we should uh, play a few clips in the movie. Yeah, we um, should get this moving. Hell yeah. Yeah, and... I'm not going to go, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't have time to go through and write down times, but we could play a few things, and I definitely want to play the uh, Stan Lee, uh, I, I want to play the whole Stan Lee thing. Again, that is one of the reasons we are doing this movie, not just because it's a great movie and we love Kevin Smith. We did a full show on Kevin Smith movies, um, so you know, check that out in the archives, so. One of the reasons we did this is because this is probably the biggest part Stan Lee has. All other movies, he's in there for a few seconds, or you, or he doesn't even speak. So, <laughs> yeah, I, you're right. And he gets mm-hmm. he gets a whole monologue in this one. Exactly, he gets the whole story in this one. But uh, I guess we can play a few clips in this movie. Uh, geez, I wish these uh, <laughs> I wish these subtitles were in English, Anthony. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, when when you're uh, searching online, sometimes you gotta do you gotta deal with the hands you're dealt. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm trying to figure out which clips play because I do not want to go through the whole movie, especially not we're over an hour and fifteen minutes into it. I don't want to go through a whole hour and thirty five minute movie like we usually do. But there are some clips that we probably should play. Um, I guess we can play the beginning, and then I'll kind of. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that while I'm searching for the next clip, but the beginning where uh, you know Brandy is sitting there. We've talked about the breakup a few times, and this is where Brandy actually does break up with TS, and this is where she you know just kind of uh, finds out a few things here, and we also find out that uh, someone died, and the reason she's doing this horrible television show that Michael Rooker is hosting. Let's play it. Brandy spinning, come on down. I'm taking your ass to Florida. Let's go, let's go. Where's your luggage? Come on, the plane leaves in an hour. T.S., did you see Julie Dwyer last night? Uh, yeah, yeah. I saw her at the video store. She was talking about being on your dad's stupid game show. Oh my god, he's not here, is he? Yeah, he's inside. T.S., did you tell her that every time you're on TV, you look 10 pounds heavier? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah, well, I told her that, that 
the way that TV shows are shot sometimes makes you look a lot fatter than you are in real life. Why, what you do, call up and cancel? No, not exactly. T.S., you know that Julie had a huge weight problem in school. She had the fattest ass. And when you said that to her, she went straight up to the YMCA and just started doing laps because she wanted to be fit for the show tonight. And, well, in the middle of her 700th lap, this embolism popped in her brain and she dropped dead right in mid backstroke. She's fucking dead? And then her sister told her parents what she was doing all the laps, and it got back to my phone. I'm, I'm sorry. Of all the parts to laugh at, is uh, she's uh, fucking dead? I know. I, I love that read. That that read was perfect for him. I love it. <laughs> it's awesome. Like seriously, and like honestly, with all of the shit you know we're dealing with in 2018. I swear this movie feels like it was ahead of its time. <laughs> like, Jesus, she can't take a joke. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's kind of a lot of that in this movie. You're right. You're right. They're actually watching this movie. I'm sitting there going, this movie really hits home to some of the fucking, you know, things going on today. So yeah. Yeah, let's play a little bit more of this. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I oh, my God. I, I lose it every time I hear that. Oh, no. <laughs> I have to explain exactly why I, uh, no, I'm I was sorry. laughing I know, at fuck that. It. We're live, so if you're listening to this on the download, you you want to hear this again? But Bob, can you play it again, please? Please, sure. <laughs> I gotta hear that again. Back, I'm gonna be a little bit forward. You know but... that Julie had a huge weight problem in school. She had the fattest ass, and when you said that to her, she went straight up to the YMCA and just started doing laps because she wanted to be fit for the show tonight, and. Well, in the middle of her 700th lap, this <laughs> embolism popped in her brain and she dropped dead right in mid-backstroke. She's fucking dead? <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. Uh, oh, and, and I hope everyone can hear that all right because this is as loud as I can make it. My my mixer is pinned and this is pinned, so this is it. So, Oh, God, that is... That is Right there, literally, you are five minutes into the movie, including, you know, all your five minutes and one second into the movie. And you're like, oh, shit, man, she's fucking dead. <laughs> Perfect read. And for anybody keeping score in the View Askew universe, uh, that's the same Julie Dwyer that they were talking about in Clerks. And uh, he mentioned that he saw her at the video store. He was talking about RST Video, where Randall worked, because Randall and Dante were friends with Julie Dwyer. Wow. I am glad Bobby is on. <laughs> it all ties in, man. Everything ties in in the viewers' universe. I'm going to shut off the IMDb trivia. I don't even fucking need it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've already said the the really weird ones. So uh, let's play a little more of this, because it just kind of like... It, this shapes the whole movie here. And then, like I said, we're not going to go through the whole movie, um, but we'll play some clips. And then her sister told her parents why she was doing all the laps, and it got back to my father, and, and oh, shit to you. He's really pissed at you. I mean, it's awful about Julie's death, and now he doesn't even have a female contestant for his show. Well, well can't you calm him down or something? Well, I've done that. Oh, thank God. How? Well, I told him I'd do the show. Oh, good. What? 
Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. no we're, we're leaving for Florida. Yes, I can't go. No, 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 no. Stay no, no. Here. I've got something planned for Florida. There goes that accent. I was just about to, I literally was getting up to pause to say this was yeah. the first time I heard the accent. Yeah. I can't. I can't go. It's like she didn't even try. On that it's, like, one. it's like, yeah, did you just call me a fucking cunt? Easy there, bitch. <laughs> I can't. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, again, I never caught it yeah. until, like I said, in the extended version, they give her like a five minute scene. Mm-hmm. And the last, I would say, two and a half minutes, Anthony. Yeah, it's blatant. Like, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I give up. I'll. I can't even do it anymore. But maybe that's why it's a, it's the extended version. But yeah, yeah, I never caught it. And then literally the first few minutes of the movie, and I was like, "Holy shit, there it is!" And then I went to IMDb, and I'm like, "There it is. She was born in the UK, so definitely makes sense." But uh, play a little more of this one. No, we gotta go. T.S., I'm doing this to get you out of trouble with my father. Help him out of a bind, which, you know, you kind of, a, a li- well, at least a little responsible for. I bet he's happy as a pig in shit that you're not going away with me. Are you kidding? He's absolutely devastated about Julie. All right. Uh, this is where, again, they break up, which throughout the original movie that uh, we all saw in the theaters... That's what everyone is sort of making fun of him for. Um, but he's not the only one in this movie that breaks up. There's also Brody, Jason Lee, who we've obviously talked about. And we should probably play this scene, too, because really the main chunk of this movie is two guys who were dumped go to the mall to try to forget their troubles. Yes. I think I just summed up this movie in one sentence, and I hate to do that. <laughs> but, <laughs> hey, but honestly, like, this kind of brought back a lot of, because more you guys, because you guys were, like, actually of age during the, the time this movie came out. But did this kind of bring back those memories for you guys, like, like just going to the mall, just up and down the mall, chilling with your friends, trying to, you know, causing trouble, not over-the-top type trouble, but just, like, the kind of shit kids get into? Well, a lot of, a lot of loitering, really. For yeah. me and my for me and my crew, but yeah, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what kids these days do, but yeah, man, at at at, at that time in the, I say the late eighties and early nineties, there was a lot of hanging out at the mall. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah, yeah, the mall was way different back, and I mean, I was twenty years old during during this movie, and the yeah. mall was a different place. You go to the mall now, it's like this is fucking weird, boring. <laughs> Yeah, I go now and I'm like, this is weird. You, I used to go to the mall. I would see everybody I knew was walking around the mall. Yeah. It was yeah. like going to the club. The yeah. mall was like going to the club back in the day. Yeah, you know? yeah. You would all meet up at the food court. Uh, we would all try. There was a place called Taco Casa. We would all try to get beer because it was the only place in the mall that served beer. <laughs> we would all see who could go up and get beer. Uh, you know, I was 20. I wasn't of age yet. I was close. But, uh, yeah, it was a different, and even when I was younger, I remember I would go to the mall and there would be, I'd meet four or five of my friends. I didn't even know they were going to be there. 
Exactly. Yes, I'm glad you said that because that's what it was. Yeah. You show up somewhere and you run into somebody like, hey, you know, there was no call in the head. There were no cell phones. There was no, no fucking social media or any of that. You just, <laughs> and that's why you would run into so many people. And that's why it was like a club. People would go there to meet people. You yeah. know, that just doesn't happen now. Yeah, you'd literally be like, oh, I wonder what's going on. I don't know. Let's go to the mall and then we'll maybe figure it out from there. And you would literally go to the mall. You'd meet four or five friends. You'd all go to the fucking food court and you'd figure it out from there. Like Bobby said, there was no phones. There was no fucking Facebook. There was no Instagram. We didn't. You literally had to fucking beat people. <laughs> yeah. You had to call their pager and they didn't fucking call back. You know why? They were at the mall. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and like, and, you know, like Bobby, you know, you, you said it's loitering, but I said, I feel like mall, the malls are like a lost art form. Like literally, it's a, it's a, it's a damn shame that malls aren't what they used to be because it forced you to be social. You actually had to go out and go somewhere to meet up with people. Yeah, it had to be that way. Yeah. Yeah. Had to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It did, but the malls were amazing back then. You, it, it, it's, it's crazy to see how they've. I mean, people literally just go to there to fucking shop now. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you go to yes, the mall man. To it's, shop? it's a crazy thing to see nowadays. You know, that people go there with a mission, and it, it looks kind of sad. People are kind of moping around. You know, uh, you you don't get the same kind of crowd that you used to get, man. It used to be fucking packed because it was the only fucking thing to do. Yeah. You know, it was a social gathering, man. You could go to the mall, hang out there all day and not buy a damn thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, the mall. And cool. and when I was younger, you could go to the local arcade and it yeah, was the same yeah. thing. The, yeah. yeah the, the arcade, once video games hit the homes, the arcade became the mall. People started going yeah. to the mall a little more than the arcade, but. You know, and I'm talking about Atari, Nintendo, fucking all right, that right. PlayStation 95 was PlayStation, uh, PlayStation times. So, yeah, I believe, I think, probably PlayStation. So, you know, w- once they all came around, that's when people, but the mall, man, yeah, there you go, fucking Weeble at the mall with their beepers, it, exactly. Yeah, and and then from the mall, you would beat people to tell them where you were going after the mall. Right. You go there and actually meet girls, you know, <laughs> like, you know, like you would run into it because they were there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You weren't there to buy shit. You would just walk around and look for people to hang with that night. Yeah. yeah it was good times, man. And that's I, I, obviously Kevin Smith grew up in those times because that's sort of exactly what he had going on in this movie. You know, Brody knew everyone. God damn it. They went to the flea market and Brody knew everyone. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah, but uh, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it just goes to, you know, he was like a regular at the mall. And that's what it was back in the day. Like you could go to a mall and if you were like a regular, if you were there enough times, people would get the security guards would get to know you like, hey, you walk in, hey, what's going on? You know, not much, just hanging out. Yeah. I mean, unless it's the floors, he ain't going to say nothing to you because he has no lines in this movie at all. Not one. But uh, no. let's get into the second break up here. But uh, that was a that was a good little point about the mall there. How fun it used to be, Jesus! Yeah, <laughs> I'm all I'm all fucking depressed now. Oh, no man, <laughs> well, like, yeah, God, F- yeah. We, we should start a uh, campaign. Fuck Amazon and fuck eBay, because I kind of caught the mall experience 
towards the tail end, but that's what killed it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Everything online. Online shopping, social media. You know, you can order everything you need to order. You can meet people online. So there's no reason to go out and actually meet people face to face. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That's what killed them all. Yeah. Now you go to fucking Black Friday with fucking brass knuckles. Yeah. I mean, that's what I would do. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, let's get into the second breakup. Like I said, the, the, if you want to summarize this movie in one sentence, two guys get dumped and go to the mall to forget their troubles. There you go. There's the movie. Second breakup. Here we go. What? 9.30. And go back to sleep. Finishing that game? No, 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 no. You promised me breakfast. Breakfast? Breakfast, schmreakfast. Look at the score, for God's sake. I'm only in the middle of the second, and I'm winning 12 to 2. See what I'm saying? Video games. (laughs) Video games. Sega. Sega! Sega! Sega did it. Sega. (laughs) Now, Bob, did you... I'm sorry, go ahead, Bobby. You see what he's playing, too, right? Yes. What, What is he playing? Uh... I was the name of that fucking game. Uh, I've played this game. No, I can't remember. Is he, he's, is he playing hockey? Is it's it the hockey, hockey game? game. It's hockey game. Now, now that because that reminded me of something. There are a few staples that Kevin Smith has in every movie, mm-hmm. every single movie: Star Wars, comic books, and hockey. Right. Every movie. This was his way of of getting hockey into this movie. Right. Yeah. This was. This was. Um. Oh, it was an NHL All-Star Hockey. <laughs> for, for Sega. For Sega. That was the name of the game. NHL All-Star. I've played this fucking game. So, then, uh, please tell me you got a Florida story. Was this you in the 90s? Uh, you got a hot girl next to you. You playing? No, get away from me. Let me get this game in first. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Was that you? <laughs> Bro, I was... <laughs> I was I was way too drunk to play games in the nineties. <laughs> games are the last thing I was thinking about. I took a game break during the nineties, definitely. I wasn't even watching wrestling during some of this time. I was just drinking and out every fucking night, dude. And working. Some somehow I was working. I'm not quite sure how. But I was. I was. I was still, I was working for my parents at this time at the at, at the plant. So, yeah, rough times, dude. Rough times. But you know what though? It's, it's kind of interesting that you asked that question, though, Anthony, because I'm thinking about it, and like that's kind of what happens now. Except the difference now is that there's a lot more girls who are actually gaming themselves, right? You know, there there weren't like there wasn't so much that was. I mean, not that a whole lot of games are specifically marketed towards females now, but um, like just more women are just into it now. But back then, it was just—it was rare to the point where you just didn't see it at all. But yeah. it's just—it's kind of a different thing now. But yeah, now everybody's forsaking everybody for gaming. Yeah, you know? it's, I don't it's know. A wonder that we reproduce at all. Yeah, it, I don't know. It just seems like you know the one good thing I feel like about this era as opposed to the era that we came up in is. Things is more wide open. It felt like back then everybody had to be, they were like uh, put in a box. 
like if you play like gamers and hot girls didn't go together. Right. Like this is this is an anomaly. Like if you see somebody in '94 that's in hardcore in the comics and the games, and they got a girl, you're looking at them like they're the fucking Loch Ness monster. Like, er? how'd you do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nowadays, like that's, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. Nowadays, <laughs> like, games... like Jason Lee in the '90s would be an anomaly. Like you're telling me you're in the comic books, video games, and you got a girl. Like, what the fuck did you do? Yeah. Nowadays, well, but you know what? With you saying that, I'm sorry, Box Man, mm-hmm. but but uh, you saying that kind of leads to where this uh, where this scene is going. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm getting good at the segue, Diana. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to. You set you up. It's like that fucking Call of Duty guy who dumped the like hottest weather girl in the world. Oh yeah, to play a tournament and lost. Man, yeah, that's a dude right there who just doesn't understand when he's got the good pussy. No, no, no. I wonder no. if he. I wonder if he knows it now. I wonder if he instantly realized his mistake and said, "What the fuck have I done?" Yeah. And speaking of that, obviously Jason Lee. I mean, we've always been told the crazy chicks have the good pussy, so he's in the same boat over here. You know. So here, let's go ahead and play this breakup because you know he 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 definitely regrets it. In the end, here we go. Breakfast come and go, Renee. Now Hartford, the whale. Hey, they only beat Vancouver once, maybe twice in a lifetime. You hit the bathroom already? Don't worry, I didn't let your mother see me. Who's worried? Are you kidding me? I've never met a person who lives in as much fear of his mother as you do. I do not. So that's why I have to sneak in here after everyone's asleep at night and sneak out undetected in the morning? You want I should tell my mother what we do in here at night? What, that you play video games and I fall asleep unfulfilled? Go ahead, it beats the sneaking around shit. What can I say? She doesn't like you. You've never even introduced me to her. Yeah, because you're always in the goddamn bathroom, all right? <laughs> what the hell do you do in there all the time? You really want to know. I asked, didn't I? I'm playing the role of the concerned guy. <laughs> I cry. You cry. I cry. Any particular reason? Hey! I think about people that make decisions that affect our lives. The doctors who make advancements in curing diseases. The engineer that designs skyscrapers. The guy. By the way, when she's doing this, I don't know if you notice, but if you look up, there's a Comedy Central thing. So even they paid a little bit in this movie to get a little, uh, a little Comedy Central neon sign thing in the uh in the camera shot there <laughs> i never even noticed that yeah right above her head comedy central the old logo with the the kind of globes comedy Central. yeah yep yeah. yep right there above her head and they show it real good when she finally jumps on the dresser so here we go guy that maps out a plane's flight path the navigator i think about how those people are out there every day making a difference leading big lives and how they refuse to be intimidated by the tremendous odds of failure they face. And how they only concern themselves with peers and company that apply to their goals and noble causes. Jesus, I'd hate to tell you what I think about when I'm in the bathroom. I think about all that and I cry. Because I have nothing better to do than fuck you. You're dumping me? So, asked my point earlier, two guys dumped, go to the mall, and forget their troubles. 
Um, but now TS, obviously, you know, he goes over to Brody. Let's, uh, I'm going to figure out a few clips to play from here, but we do see they're both dumped. And, um, I don't know, man. This is just one of those fucking movies. I literally could play every clip from every yeah. scene in this movie. <laughs> Me and Anthony have talked, and th- this goes back to the, the, the third episode that we did, Goodfellas, where we talked about dialogue in movies. Yes. Yes. How a good dialogue can really suck you into a movie. This movie, every word they say is great, means something, ties into something, goes to another movie, or just definitely... You know, wraps up this movie. Every word that Kevin Smith wrote was masterfully crafted. It really was. It really was almost. And I'm, I'm, I'm not comparing the two, but it's kind of Bronx Tale-ish. When Bronx Tale, every word is said for a reason. Every every question is answered. So this movie's almost the same. Every every word in the movie, every comment, either has a purpose or gets answered later. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I love about movies like this. Yeah. And that's the genius of Kevin Smith. Like the polishedness of the movie comes from the fact that it's so unpolished. Like because you look at a guy you look at a guy like uh, Jason Muse. You would not find a character like that in a casting call. He was literally one of Kevin Smith's buddy. Somebody said, "I think you're funny, so I'm going to put you on camera." You right. don't have to don't learn how just be yourself. Cause you just being you, cause I, cause if you obviously during this time period he was in a dark place, in terms of what he was doing, but sad to say that's what added to the humor of the character. Mm. Mm-hmm. But as he kind of like once he kind of got his life together and got clear headed, he said a lot of times he was like super nervous, like like you know this not gonna come out right. He was very self conscious. Yeah, Kevin Smith had to just tell him like just be yourself, dude, because you're an entertaining cat. Just be yourself. Yeah, and, and that's and that's where the comedy came from. Yeah, and th- there's a story Kevin Smith tells. I'm sure he tells it a ton of times. Kevin Smith loves telling every story a thousand times. That Jason Muse, when he went to do, I believe it was Dogma, um, you know, because Kevin Smith had kind of fallen out with Jason Muse because of his drug drug yeah, use problem, heroin, right? Yeah. And I believe it was Dogma. It might have been Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, but he brought him in and said, "I'll give you a chance." And he not only learned all of his lines. Oh, he learned everybody's. Everybody's. Yeah. He learned everyone's line in the whole movie just to show Kevin Smith how much he wanted another chance. So, you know, you see him in this movie and you're like, oh, this guy's all fucked up and this and that. And Jesus, man, when Kevin Smith dropped him, that, I mean, that was his best friend, obviously. It is his best friend. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a really cool story to hear that, you know, this guy cares enough about about not only this industry, you know, the industry of, you know, movies, but cares enough about his friend to memorize everything. Right. How the fuck do you do that? But yeah, he was definitely fucked up during during this movie. Uh, kind of glad they made it just weed. No one wants to see fucking heroin addicts in this fucking movie because that would have really been a downer for this movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, heroin's not funny. 
No. Yeah, he was he was in a he was in a bad place during Dogma. I think I, I think I remember hearing that because mm-hmm. Dogma Dogma was filmed in Pittsburgh. I was living in Pittsburgh at the time, and when they were filming the movie, Jay hooked up with a a, a chick um mm. while they were supposed to be filming like he was missing uh like he would just disappear so he could go get high with this chick you know just some local fucking rat in pittsburgh and they were just all off right. doing fucking heroin all right so it was jay and silent bob strikes back that that story's about all right yeah man and you know you watch dogma and you can't even tell because he's just it's it's like this character is just what it is yeah, you know, it's a crazy That's the magic Hollywood. You yeah, know, you can you you can piece stuff together like, and especially if you got like a halfway decent editor and Kevin Smith is a gene. I'm sure Kevin Smith by this point he was a veteran when it came to like piecing stuff together and knowing and knowing taking what's good, piecing it together with something that's not so good and making it look like it just flows seamlessly. Yeah, yeah, you could have worked on that a little bit in the extended version, but yeah, I'm, dude, there were so many hard cuts. Where the camera just literally cut, and you're like, whoa, 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 what the fuck was that? Was it a glitch? I mean, but a matter of fact, since we're talking about Jason Muse, go ahead and play a little bit of uh, Jay and Silent Bob when Brody and T.S. first meet them. Get off! Kitty, 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 hey, kitty, Jay! Brody, man, noochie, noochies! And look at this shit, the mad fat chick killer. Can't believe how fast word <laughs> travels in this town. Excellent. What's he doing? Uh, shithead here watched Empire and Jedi last week and ever since he's been trying to do the Jedi mind trick. Crazy fuck thinks he'll ever teach you with his thoughts. Knock it off! Now, the year after Clerks, they bring up Star Wars again. Mm-hmm. Obviously. <laughs> we understand what's going on here. And real quick, before we get too far, the scene before this where uh, T.S. is in Brody's house goes down to his room and sees the comic book collection that is actually kevin smith's comic book collection in that room (laughs) at least what he had bought back after he had sold most of his comics to get clerks going so that was like the like literally not all of his comic book collection, but what he had bought back. Which, if you watch that scene, that's a lot of fucking comic books. Hmm. So he either bought back a lot of them, or didn't get rid of as many as we thought. But just wanted to clear that up in, in before we uh, got too far. Let's go back to a little bit of snoochy boochies. Force is strong with this one. Dude, don't encourage him. So I was just telling T.S. here we got to find Jay and Silent Bob. If there's anyone that can help us out, it's the two guys that have even less to do than us. What is this shit? Everyone's looking for us today. We're ducking Trisha because she wants to talk to Obi-Wan here about her video setup. Why him? Silent Bob's an electrical genius. He won the science fair in eighth grade by turning his mom's vibrator into a CD player using some chicken wire and shit. Motherfuckers like MacGyver. No, motherfuckers better than MacGyver. Knock it off. And it's that kind of smarts we need, right, Mopey? me out of this. So we need you to embark on a little sabotage mission on behalf of T.S.'s love life. You know about this game show thing they got going on here? Well, we need you guys to somehow ensure that it doesn't happen. Is that it? We're going to do that anyway. Really? Why? What else are we going to do? 
Sound Bobby, you stole a schematic of the station, some foolish carpenter. It found a weakness, just like the fucking Death Star. He figures here, you pull this crossbeam out, fucking biggity bam, the whole stage comes crashing down. Well, we were thinking about something simple, but if you want to destroy the stage, hey, we're all for that. My problem is the force. Who's the force? You don't know the force is? They don't know the forces. The forces are the most feared security guard in the business, man. 460 cars, all convicted. Ari's even got two kills. Holy shit, I never thought I'd see the day when two such highly reputable mischief makers as yourselves douse their drawers at the sight of a mall security guard. Shit, bitch, we're gonna bust out that stage like a high school kegger. We're just gonna outwit LaFour's X-Men style. Should I call you Logan, Weapon X? No, Wolverine, snickety, snickety, snowing. What he's doing is imitating snick, Wolverine's snick, berserker snick. attack with his adamantium claws. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and by the way, berserker, <laughs> berserker attack, berserker from Clerks. Yeah. <laughs> put, a, put them together, people. Put them together, berserker. guys. I love it. Would yeah. you like to make some fuck berserker? Exactly. Would you like and to make him fuck berserker? <laughs> I do want to point out, uh, if you pay attention to uh, Jason Lee's di- dialogue there, it was a mouthful. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's not about what you say, it's how you say it. And it, that's what I was talking about earlier, having that it factor. Just because not a lot of you put anybody else in that role, it would have been like marbles in their mouth. I guarantee it. Oh, most of but Jason. He, oh, I'm sorry, Anthony. Most of Jason Lee's dialogue in this movie was fucking monologues. Yeah. Just holy shit. He just rolled through some of this shit. Absolutely yeah, I, rolled through yeah, it, man. And I'll be, I'll be honestly, I'll be interested in seeing his cutting room floor footage. Like oh, to see, yeah. like, cause he, he just see, he just strikes me as like a one take per type of person. So I'm curious if they have like a cutting room floor of him fucking up a lot. I don't know. Maybe. Probably, but he definitely, I mean, he rolled out a lot of fucking dialogue in this movie. A lot. You know what? I guess we can go to the part where he, uh, where they walk up to Trish. What the hell? Let's walk. We talked about it. Let's go ahead and play it. Here we go. Little Trisha Jones. What's a pretty girl like you doing sitting alone in the middle of this monument to consumerism? Updating my calendar, waiting for Jay and Silent Bob. And I suppose you're here with no agenda, as per usual? On the contrary, I'm here for comics. T.S. Quint, Trisha Jones. They call her Trish the Dish. Nobody calls me that. Our little Trisha here is only 15, but uh, somehow she's a senior. How'd you manage that? Don't listen to him. I studied my ass off. Yeah, right. So what do you say? You want to nail TS or what? Jesus, Brody. Calm down. Trisha's compiling data for this book she's writing about the sex drive of men ages 14 to 30. If I remember correctly, it's titled Borgasm, a study of the 90s male sexual prowess. Ready to get sick? Tell them about the advance you got. Pendant Publishing gave me 20000 based on a treatment in a sample chapter. You're kidding. It's true. She'll be the youngest author to tackle the subject. So Trisha here sleeps with a bunch of guys as research, and if that's not enough, get this. She videotapes all of them. What? I get everybody's consent before we do it. Most guys get off on it. Men are easily amused. What are you writing in the calendar? I was coding last night's research. She means sex. I know what she meant. What kind of code? Here, look. The smiley face is for when I go down on the guy. The smiley face with lashes is for when the guy goes down on me. The circle is for when we have sex. The circle with the X in it is for when I have an orgasm. The little house is when we do it inside, and the grass is for outside. 
That kid is back on the escalator again. <laughs> How old was last night? All right. 25. It was the guy who Could this scene even be played now? It doesn't age well, I'll say that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, <laughs> it doesn't age well at all. <laughs> I don't think you could even play this scene in this yeah. movie. Oh. Yeah, that does. Yeah, I mean, even back then, though, like, would you say this was a good idea? Even Put yourself back in, like, 95 when this came out. Would this have been considered a good idea back then? Good idea? I wouldn't say good idea, but it was not as... I don't know what protestable as it is now. I mean, now, yeah. you, now you go online, you can boycott a fucking movie. Back in '95, yeah. you you couldn't do that. I just don't see the humor in that. I mean, I love I love Kevin Smith to death, and I'll defend him on damn near like 99 percent of the shit that he does. But with something like this, I, I'm not seeing it. Maybe I'm missing something, but I just don't see the humor and implying implying rape. Well, some sometimes he went for shock value, but again, like it it. It's there for a purpose, you know. It, it's well, obviously when they get to the 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 part, uh, it's there for a purpose. Um, but yeah, I mean, at the time when it came out, the most that people did was cringe, like, "Oh, that's that's uncomfortable." But now I'm surprised people aren't protesting the movie that's over 20 years old right now. You know oh, what I mean? Don't give many ideas, please. <laughs> it's yes. probably too late. But, People and, are probably already at it. Yeah, and you know they did make do a good job of explaining. She's doing research for a book, yeah. and she even said, "Oh, they're not going to put the book out until I'm 18." To you know all the legal stuff and blah blah blah. They did do a good job to not make it seem like it was dirty. But, yeah, and, and like she was like uh, a willing participant, but but still, it just kind of comes across kind of like creepy. But and we'll get to it later. Interaction with a Ben Affleck's character it just it just it just came across as creepy. Oh, I'll definitely, definitely. play that. Yeah. yeah. Now the next scene I want to play is the analogy for Brody and Renee, Renee's character in this movie, Shannon Doherty, um, is fucking hilarious. This is one of the gr- one of the best again monologues he does in this movie. So here we go, Brody trying to tell us exactly how his relationship with with Renee was the whole time. All right. You know how when someone lays with their back to you and you lay behind them really close and you throw one arm over them? It's called spooning. Yeah, but you got to put the other arm somewhere. You can either lay on it or just shove it in between your bodies. The only other option is to stretch it above your head. But sometimes my arm pops out of socket when I'm sleeping like that. So I was constantly searching for some place to keep my arm while still laying close to her. And? What do you mean, and? That's like a metaphor for a whole relationship. There you go. So, if that makes any sense to you, you're as high as I am. (laughs) 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 Um, And the next scene we get to is the scene where Brody takes his little cup, his little white Dixie cup that he keeps getting free Coke out of, and he goes to get that, and he meets Ben Affleck. But before we do that, I have to take a piss break. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back very, very quickly. Luckily, you people in download land will not even know we took a break. But uh, give us just a couple of minutes. I must go wee-wee. Thank you. Let me 
and we'll see you soon. All right. Sorry about that, everybody. I uh, I couldn't wait. The beer was going through me at a rapid pace. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, we are back. And uh, we were, uh, I believe we left off at the scene where Brody was taking his little uh, Dixie cup and about to meet his nemesis, Ben Affleck. Shannon Hamilton. Shannon from Fashionable Mail. (laughs) (laughs) What a name for a fucking store. By the way, if you watch the actual beginning of this movie, some of the names of these stores are horrible. Carpet Munchers. Uh, <laughs> no, that was awesome, man. Like, come on. We were very, I mean, look, as much as I missed the 90s, we, had, we were very juvenile with our senses of humor. <laughs> and I wish we still were. Yeah. Yes. yes. Good times. Exactly. But uh, on that note, somehow my mic got turned up a really loud before. But uh, let's go. Back to a little bit of this. Brody about to get his ass whooped by Ben Affleck, um, who sort of who sort of uh, foreshadowed the uh, O'Banion character a little bit here from Days and Confused. Here we go. Want a sip of my soda? Oh! <laughs> Smart ass ex boyfriend. I got two things to tell you. One, I don't like you. You see you every week in this mall. I don't like shitless layabouts. You're one of these loser fucking mall rat kids. You don't come down here to, to, to work or shop. You hang out all day. Act like you fucking live here. Well, I have no respect for people with no shopping agenda. Is this what's known as motivated salesmanship? Renee <laughs> well, told me to leave you alone, but she's fucking clueless. <laughs> You see, Bruce. By the way, Ben Affleck, great working punch. <laughs> right. Just right. want to say, he's yeah. got a really good work punch. That's all I want to say. He really does. It looks looks good. He doesn't pull it too too early. Really good work punch on Ben Affleck over here. <laughs> um, just I love how we and I love how we always work wrestling into the movie show. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, if you watch the extended version, it's at a different angle. This scene, uh, it's further back, so you can literally see the punches. And you've got a fucking good work punch, this guy. You could do some wrestling if you had to. <laughs> Better than most of the people you report on uh, Wednesday nights. <laughs> Probably. I mean, fucking definitely this guy, Ben Affleck, could, uh, he could do something. Yeah, so. I just feel like anybody that's ever been in a real fight, no, understands the concept of how to throw a punch. Well, <laughs> this guy's from Boston. He's been in a real fight. Trust me. <laughs> so let me ask you. I mean, real quick. You said Boston. You think he's from Southie? He is. Him and Matt Damon both are Southies. <sighs> Absolutely. Yep, they're both Southies. So I'm sure he's thrown a few, uh, a few punches for real. Um, Matt Damon definitely has. Yeah, definitely has. Um, I'm sure he was the uh, the pretty boy no one liked back then when he was a kid. <laughs> when he was a kid and uh, 
I'm sure. But you I mean you can tell I mean, even when you watch the uh and it's funny, I've been actually watching all the uh I've been going through the whole Bourne series, Jason Bourne series. Uh-huh. And you can tell this is a guy who's thrown some real fists when he's in those movies. Definitely. But uh let's continue. Uh Jason Lee getting his ass kicked by Ben Affleck, who, who again, great working punch. Great working punch. <laughs> I mean Jerry Lawler type great working punch. <laughs> I mean, comparable to Jerry Lawler. So let's go ahead. And a lot of ways, based on uh, what we'll get to later with the fifteen-year-old. Oh. <laughs> oh shit! Oh, she's she's too old. She's she's too old for Lawler. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, she was fourteen. Get it? Oh, all right. Here we go. Pick up girls on the rebound from a disappointing relationship. They're they're more vulnerable. They're much more in need of solace, and they're uh, fairly open to suggestion. And I use that to fuck them someplace fairly uncomfortable. Well, like the back of a Volkswagen? No, like uh, someplace girls dread. (laughs) (laughs) We ever get along? Once or twice. All right, so there's that. He does get his ass kicked. And he he blames it on the Easter Bunny. (laughs) Yeah. And, And... Jay and Silent Bob do end up kicking the Easter Bunny's ass for him. And that scene there, there's one little kid who's a little kid. He's got blonde hair. And the look of, of terror on his face <laughs> makes that scene both amazing and heartbreaking at the same time. <laughs> well, think think about this. Huh? How do you feel about this right now? That kid that you're talking about has to be about 30 now. Oh, isn't that crazy to think about? <laughs> that is pretty damn crazy to think about, man. That is yeah. really actually crazy to think about. Um, and I guess the next scene from there I want to get into is the stink palm. Ah, <laughs> iconic, classic. You got you want to play some stink palm? Uh, right when Brody explains what it is. Um, and the funny thing is, in this movie, in 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 the extended version, we see. Why this new production guy that uh, Brandy's dad has is new because they call him new. Like I said, the extended version definitely answers a lot of questions, but it's really questions that don't need to be answered, (laughs) which is why the streamlined. Let's call this the streamlined version. The original (laughs) version, the streamlined version is so much better. The flow the dialogue. Yeah. The extended yeah. version is just yeah crowded. I'll look at it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Bob. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, is, is, is crowded? Is it crowded with dialogue? The extended version, I guess. I, I'm not sure how to put it, but it's like they, they over-explained some things and they didn't need to explain some other things that they did in the, in the extended version, but the streamlined version just is a better flow. Go ahead, Anthony. I'm sorry. No, no, I was just going to say, like, to your point earlier, you brought up Goodfellas, mm-hmm. favorite movie, all right? So, basically, Goodfellas, is a movie, it was about almost three hours, two and a half hours, but the, that script, the dialogue, the whole concept of the movie warranted two hours and 30, 40 minutes, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The, the, with, with the content that we're dealing with here, it was this movie, the streamlined version is about an hour and 35 minutes. Mm-hmm. The extended version is like two hours, almost two and a half hours. Uh, All due respect yeah. well, to Kevin Smith. It's like 205. Yeah. 
Yeah, but but still, that that's like an extra twenty five, thirty five minutes that it doesn't need. Exactly, it's it, too much. That's why I'm saying it's almost like it's 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 overcrowded with dialogue. It got too cute. That's basically the best way I describe it. It got too cute. Yeah, I, I could go with that. Too cute. Too just too wordy. Too wordy. Yeah. Too much. Too many questions. Like I said, the, some questions didn't need to be answered. I was glad they, like I said, the only, the one question I was glad they answered was the, why was LaFleur with Trish at the end and kissing her on the head? That that was an unexplained thing, which got explained. Like I said, he banged her as a distraction in the uh, in the end. Um, That guy, by the way, has done a lot of uh, Van Damme movies. <clears throat> He's been an extra in a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme movies. I'm not sure. He must be friends with him. Because when I looked it up, when I looked him up, most of his credits were Van Damme movies. Jean-Claude Van Damme. So, must be a friend. It's a big motherfucker, too, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how old he was in this movie, but he definitely wasn't young. And in the extended version, he sits up. It's fucking jacked. With no shirt on, so he's a jack mother motherfucker. But uh, ooh, I'm hiccuping. Let's go to the scene. Doctor covered pretzel. This is Roddy, Mister Svenning's assistant. Mister Svenning, like to have a word with you. Where? Ah, these are melting. Copy that. By the stage. T- uh, tell him I'll be there in a minute. What do you think? I don't trust it. Well, maybe he's calmed down a little bit. You know? We'll talk about it reasonably. Reasonably, schmeasonably, you should go over there and give him shit. Kidding, I'm trying to marry his daughter. All right, so you can't scream at him, but after all he's done to you, you should still kind of stick it to him. How do you propose I do that? You stink palm it. Stink palm? Take your hand, you stick it in your ass like this. You've been walking all day and you're all so nervous, so no doubt you'll be sweaty as hell. You should see yourself right now, a grown man with his hand down his pants. Yeah, I probably look like my old man. <clears throat> there, now you shake hands with the guy. Hey, Mr. Svenning, how have you been? What's the point? You know how long it takes for that smell to come off? Scrub all you like, it'll stick around for at least two days. How does he explain it to his colleagues and family? They'll think he doesn't know how to wipe his ass properly. Meanwhile, you yourself are left with a hand that smells like shit. Small price to pay for the smiting? One's enemies. I think I'll pass. Look, do me a favor. Stay here while I go talk to him. Alright. So, you know, obviously he talks to him. And... Brody stink palms him anyway, which is one of the most disgusting scenes I've ever watched in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they do the close-up of him licking his fingers, it's, <laughs> I mean, oh, talk about, I don't need HD at that moment. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it was well played, though. It, it, it uh, served its purpose, made you yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah, it was, and they get booted the fuck out of there. Uh, but yeah, and, and another. Oh God, I just got to the. Oh, I'm at the close up. Jesus. Oh. <laughs> uh, it, it did its job. It did, man. It's 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 cringeworthy that whole fucking scene. And they do end up at the flea market. And if you don't notice in the flea market, there's one little scene where J or uh. uh Jeremy London, Jeremy, right? Yeah, picks up a hat, yeah. and it's a clerk's hat. It, says, <laughs> it blatantly says clerks right on it. 
So that's one of the scenes. And this is where they go see uh, Ivana, I think is her name. Yes, Priscilla Barnes. Priscilla Barnes, exactly. Who Terry from Terry from Three's Company? Terry from Three's Company fame. Yes, Uh, the unenviable the unenviable task of having to uh, replace uh, Suzanne Suzanne Summers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Had a brain fart there, but yeah. Yep, yep, she did, and man, whoever thought we'd just see her just strip off her fucking top, and we get to see her boobs too for a while right. she's playing with them and throwing them around and jiggling them and she has three nipples which we find out one of them is a gummy nipple <laughs> a cherry gummy nipple by the way cherry she says it she says it's cherry but uh <laughs> man i'll tell you though for an older woman she's got to be in her 50s in this movie would you say for late 40s maybe probably if uh, i wouldn't even say mid 40s because this wasn't too far removed from the original run of Three's Company, so yeah, I, I'll yeah. probably say mid four because she was young. People mid-4. forget she was yeah, young. She, she, was young. she came, she came in towards the end of uh, Three's Company, the True. last last season or mm-hmm. two, I guess. And uh, yeah, this was ninety five. Three's Company ended in what early eighties, so yeah, like eighty three, eighty four. So this only what nine years later. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, great body still, man. I mean, yeah. flat stomach and Jesus, the boobs still that perky and they don't look like they've been worked on. <laughs> I mean, they're not huge, which is a good thing, but wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. And here's where we find out that it's Cherry, by the way. Uh, she rips <laughs> off that third nipple. And this is the scene that I've been talking about a few times where they're just walking through the parking lot, him and Brody. And, yeah. uh, just kind of arguing back and forth, and again in the uh, in the uh, streamlined one, he the one guy says something to him about breaking up with Brandy, and he punches him. In the extended one, they talk about the fucking news again because he was on the news for almost shooting the governor. Uh, but here we go. We'll play a little bit of this because this is another great scene. Here we go. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're gonna what? I'm gonna get on our father's game show. Are you kidding me? Last time we were- Oh, this is where they come back from the mall with a bunch of epiphanies on what to do. T.S. is explaining it. Here we go. Here's getting had dope planted on us. What do you think he's gonna do this time? He can't touch us once the thing starts. It's a live feed. He can't risk losing face in front of the network execs. I'm telling you, man, it can't happen. I'm gonna make it happen. Understanding is reached only after confrontation. That's what Miss Ivana said, right? So Brandy will respond to confrontation. Hey, aren't you the guy that broke up with Brandy Spenny? <laughs> What the hell is your problem anyway? You're supposed to be the impetuous one here, not me. Why are you fighting me on this? I'm being rational. Oh, you're being scared. You're scared that you might want to follow my lead and win Renee back. Renee who? Whatever. Look, just do me a favor. Meet me by the stage once the show starts. I'm going to need your help. Hey, where are you going? Shopping. What the hell am I supposed to do? Just completely out of character, clocks that fucking guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I like how he just went about his business still talking like he didn't just knock somebody the fuck out. No, he didn't miss a beat. It was like, whoosh. And by the way, I fucking told you. It was like, oh my God. It was just. Definitely one of the greater parts of the fucking movie. I just. And like I said, I again, I don't understand why the extended version didn't. had to change that shit, man. It's just, they literally took, like, their core audience 
and changed it. Anthony, whatever you did just got really echoey and loud. I I don't know what happened with that. That's why I didn't talk during that whole spiel there. Do I sound better now? Uh, Still a little tinny, but don't worry about it. We'll get through it. We don't have that much longer anyway. Um, But yeah, like I said, they're back at the mall. And this might play a little bit more of this because it's the... uh, Snoochie boochie noochies. Hold on, that's when he uh, goes and gives the guys weed. Now, I did say we were going to play the Stan Lee thing. And I will go back right now and get to that because that's right here. Because that's one of the things he set up. And here we go. You were looking at that couple inside? Actually, I was just looking at this uh, little pink number over here. Oh, yeah, that's kind of nice. They look happy, don't they? What, the bras? No, the couple. They look happy. I guess, as far as couples go. You know, it reminds me of an issue of Spider-Man I did when Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy went lingerie shopping. Of course, the Green Goblin showed up, and he pumpkin-bombed the hell out of the place. But aside from that, it's pretty much the same thing. (laughs) Oh, my God. Holy shit! Aren't you? Oh, Stanley. Hi. What's up, boys? These guys on this show? That's the rumor. Man, between hoping to win, the crowd out there, and being on TV, I'd be scared as hell if I were used to. Yeah? Sure, man. What if you fuck up? Your friends or family watching? I'd be pissed scared I'd get a bone or a fucking fart or something. He's got a point, man. This is live. Anything can happen. Shut the fuck up, man. You're making me nervous. There's only one thing that could take off that edge. Make you feel relaxed as hell. Make you forget how many people are staring at you here and on TV. And what's that? Snoochie boochie noochies. The Fantastic Four, Reed Richards. Can his whole body stretch? I mean, every part, you know, like his... Hey, <laughs> I know what you mean. We never really tackled stuff like that in the old days. I mean, what with the comic book code and all. I can't believe I'm standing here talking to you. You're responsible for the greats. Let's do the list. Spider-Man. Guilty. The Incredible Hulk. Afraid so. Oh, man, this is so cool. The X-Men. Now that you mention it. Shit, man, you are a god. Hey, look at that couple. Boy, they sure seem to be in love, huh? You know, what's with that? That's the second time you've commented on couples in love. Well, I I like that sort of thing. Tell me, do you have a girlfriend, Brody? Had one. We just broke up. The thing. Is this dork made of orange rock like the rest of his body? (laughs) It's a superhero secret. Tell me, Brody, uh, why did you and your girlfriend break up? She was a pain in the ass. She wanted me to be this typical boyfriend guy. Said I was too into my own world of comics and all. Yeah, I can relate. There was a time when it was all about comics for me. You know, I, I had a girl probably the same as yours. She always complained that I spent too much time with my own comics. And, uh... Eventually, we broke up. See, what did she know? Here you are now, a legend in the field. Probably had a slew of women since her, am I right? Oh, lots of women. Jagger and me, we had a running contest to see who had the most. Matter of fact, last time I looked, I was way ahead. Damn, that's hot! But I never forgot that girl. Well, did you ever get back together with her? One day, I found out she got married. I had blown it. I had uh, missed my window. What'd you do? I went on with my life. I created some special new superheroes. Uh, They were characters that reflected my own heartbreak and my own regrets. How so? Dr. Doom wears body armor to conceal his own mangled form. 
right? Yeah. Okay. That was me beneath the armor. The Hulk. A normal guy one minute, a rage of emotions the next. Just like me when I thought about what I'd given up. So you created each character as a way to deal with your one big regret. Yeah, the girl that got away. Look, do yourself a favor, Brody. Don't wait, because all the money, all the women, even all the comic books in the world, they can't substitute for that one person. I don't know all the comics in the world. Trust me, true believer. Well, good talking to you. Keep up all the good work. You keep reading them. I'll keep writing them. Hey, Stan. Yeah. She really meant that much to you, Brody. I'd give it all up, all of it, for just one more day with her. Take care. So there you go. The uh, as me and Anthony say, the message part of the movie. Um, <laughs> message. There you go. Message. You can play with the music. You can play there with you the music go. Too. But uh, real quick, let's just. Uh, I'm just gonna tie this scene up real quick, and then we'll get into it real quick with. Uh, uh, the fact that we know it's a setup when T.S. talks to him here. Here we go. Ben. Hi. Hey. hey, you know, I think he bought it. Yeah? yeah, yeah. What kind of story did you give him? Oh, it was the vulture soliloquy, you know, from the Spider-Man anniversary issue. Love, be a vulture tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I can't thank you enough. Mr. Oh, forget it. But, you know, I think you ought to get him some help. He seems to be really hung up on superhero sex organs. But I'll you'll outgrow it. Yeah. Okay. All right. That was the part I wanted to play from there. <laughs> but uh yeah that was the message part of the movie and as probably bullshit and scripted that is i don't know how i mean maybe stanley did mean some of that because that is you know that is kind of how hulk is you know a calm guy at one point a ball of emotions the next but i don't know i i've always loved that scene i think it's a great scene and it is sort of the message part of the movie go ahead guys yeah, oh, yeah. You summed it up. You summed it up well. <laughs> yeah, oh. man, you covered it. Nothing more to add to that. I'm Can't sorry. follow that. Didn't mean to do that. Um, uh, we we finally do meet Gil Hicks, and they are about to bomb this uh, game show of her dad's. And is 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 this security guard the same girl in Dazed and Confused? <laughs> I didn't Probably. look her up. <laughs> But I'm looking at her, and I'm thinking she might have been in Days. I'm thinking she might have been the girl that, um, what's her name, the the geeky kid got with at the end there. I don't know. Maybe. I can't think Probably. of Probably. I think it might be. I don't know how these movies tie in so well, but they do a little bit. Well. Now, the last part of this movie I might play a little, a little much of, but... It's probably worth it to play a little bit of this scene, a good chunk of this scene. Um, I'm going to get a little, I'm, I'm obviously stalling a little bit, but I'm going to go a little bit past when they first start. And the game show is obviously, it's basically the dating game <laughs> is what it is. Um, I'll go a little past and I think this might be Gil, Gil Hicks, Brian O'Halloran, his first <laughs> question. We'll start from there. I'll I'll go in and out, but there's only five, ten minutes, uh, about ten, fifteen minutes of the movie left anyway. So we'll play this. But this scene here is a good scene, and it's funny as hell. And I will definitely play the story 
that uh, Jason Lee tells about the masturbating in the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> you won't miss that, I promise. Yeah, yeah if, if we were, uh, you know, well... What... Oh, wait, I do need to go back because that's actually great, too. Where he's asking if we were about this. Being intimate... I mean, suitor number two sounds like a bathroom code, you know? Okay, second suitor. If we were making whoopee... What's whoopee? Um, oh, well, if we were, uh... If we were being intimate... What, like fucking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if, if we were, uh... You know, well, what, what kind of noises would you make? <laughs> no, I, I think that's kind of personal. I don't think I should answer that. Okay. Uh, suitor number three. What would our first date be like? Well, uh... First, I'd take you shopping to the stores you'd want to shop in. And then we'd do a little lunch, probably at the cheese house, followed by some golfing. And then at night, uh, we'd take in an opera, probably Deflator Mouse. And then I'd follow it all up with a drive to a secluded beach where I'd pop on the radio, and, and then we could slow dance till the sun came up. That was the biggest load of crap I've ever heard! I mean, look at you. You're the kind of guy that would beg for sex. And I should know. We can smell our own. <laughs> Suitor number one. If we fell in love, how would you propose to me? When Jaws popped out of the water. <laughs> Excuse me? I propose to you right now. I propose that you stop letting your father run your life and be true to yourself and not give up on somebody you know has value. All right, I'm going to pause it there to make another comparison between the extended piece of shit I watched today and this one. <laughs> this actually makes sense because in the extended version, in the first 30 minutes of the movie, he tells her he was going to propose to her in Florida. So she knows already in the extended version that he was going to propose. So her lack of surprise there actually ties into the extended version. Again, piece of shit. Streamland version, so much better. <laughs> All right, here we go. A little bit more of this. Yeah, take off your socks when you make whoopee or whatever the hell that word is. He hates it when you leave them on. <laughs> By the way, if you don't realize the making whoopee, as she said, is a throwback to the dating game Chuck yeah. with Chuck Woolery. Yep, Chuck Woolery. Chuck Woolery. By the way, huge bass fisherman. By the way, I went to a, uh, I was in Florida. I went to a bass fishing tournament and Chuck Woolery and his son were there. Oh, He's a huge, him and his kid were at the time huge bass fishermen. So, but yeah, that's a throwback to the old, uh, and even before that, um, there was a game on TV that used to call it the same thing. Way before that, an old, oh my God, we're going to, what was the name of that game? Bobby, it was the one, they asked couples questions. Of a newlywed game? Newlywed game. It was uh, also called that on the newlywed game. Thank you. Yeah, you're it, right. Yes, you're it right. was also called that. In the, that's sort of a, a, a real throwback to the old game show hosts is what yeah, that was. Um, and here we go. Just wanted to throw that in there because I'm old and remember those times. 
So, there we go. <laughs> what? Uh, hypothetically speaking. Pseudo number one, you, you sound familiar. Like your conscience, maybe? Look, lady, you don't know him, all right? Now make with the questions. Pseudo number three. Is your kiss like a soft breeze, a firm handshake, or a jackhammer? What's the funny guy doing with his hands? I don't want to know. All right, we do know what he's doing with his hands. He's signaling Trish to go back with the tape, and we'll get into the tape before. Trust me, we'll get into the tape in a little while. Um, I've got to play the tape because it's fucking hilarious. Listening to Ben Affleck ask who her favorite new kid is. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get into that. We'll play a little bit more of this scene, and then we'll go into that. What the fuck is going on up there? Definitely a jackhammer. I'm in there with some pressure, and when I'm done, you're not the same as before. You're changed. Where do you come up with this shit? That is the cheesiest response to an honest question I've ever heard. I saw you kiss, and it wasn't anything like that. <laughs> uh, suitor number two, you have to wait until you're addressed before you respond. Richard Dawson, just go back to your podium until it's time to play the feud, all right? <laughs> How'd you see me kiss? Some dude backstage. And for you young guys, Richard Dawson was the original host of the Family Feud. Yeah. And he was very creepy. <laughs> he would he would kiss every girl, no matter how mm. old they were. Yeah, that was his thing. Yeah, it was. Hey, a, but hey, women loved him for it. <laughs> yeah, it was a little creepy. He would kiss the little girls. He would kiss. The no, no way in hell he could get away with that now. No, 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 no. Of course, he's dead. Well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there is a mention that that's one good reason, Anthony. Um, there's uh, another talk show, another game show host that gets mentioned a little bit later. I may play it. I don't know. We'll see where we go. I probably will. I don't know who he was, but he seemed unimpressed. I didn't kiss any guy backstage, I swear. I'm not gay. Hey, Suterette, this guy's a homophobe. You heard how repulsed he sounded. Is this the kind of guy you want to spend a vacation with, this hate monger? I don't... Okay, foreshadowing. This is how people label people today. You say something, they twist your words. <laughs> and you're labeled. This is exactly how it goes today. Kevin Smith is a fuck. Is he a fucking time traveler? <laughs> he might be. I don't know. Let's make that conspiracy right now. Kevin Smith might be a time traveler because he knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. He did. So uh, let's keep playing uh, Gil trying to uh, talk himself out of this hole here. I don't hate gay people. So you love them? Yes. I mean, no. Expert closet case, self-loather. Can't be comfortable with his own sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> Brody told me to give this to you. Are you watching this shit, man? It's fucked up. I don't think I want to be here when that tape does what I think it's going to do. Miss Suterette, how about you answer a question for me? Um, oh, I, I don't think that that's... How strong are your convictions? What are you talking about? Well, uh, how easily do you quit? I mean, say you wind up with one of us. Hopefully not Rush Limbaugh over here. Oh, now, I'm not like Rush Limbaugh. Oh, why not? Because he's fat? Now you got something against fat people, too? See? Time traveler. Snoochie boochies! Are you ready? Alright, gets the tape down there. We're gonna... There's some Yoda shit that goes on later, but we don't need to get into all that shit. You guys know the fucking movie. You love the movie. 
Here we I, go. I, I don't. I don't know if I can even continue. He's a fattest, uh, and I'm feeling some type of way right now. Excuse me. Okay. <laughs> Dude, Anthony got triggered. It was amazing. I don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> Fucking fattest. Got <laughs> from the nineties. <laughs> he got triggered. I heard him snoring. And you know what hurts the most? I got fat shamed by a dude with a fucking mullet. I don't care if it's yeah. Strange, <laughs> I don't a, know, man. A like, really sweet I, mullet, though. That was a great mullet that fucking Gil had there, dude. Oh, Gil had a so? sweet mullet, dude. I'm, 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 dude. I'm from. F- my my main growing years were from Florida and Texas. You know how many mullets I've seen. I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, you know, you know. Since we're on mullets, real quick, I gotta say, I don't think Kevin Nash gets enough love for his sweet slick back mullet from the nineties. Oh, it, it was pretty sweet. Yeah, dude. There were so many nineties mullets. Mullets were dude. So many, dude. Shawn Michaels had a mullet for years. <laughs> he did. I, I rest in peace, but I think Mike Awesome was the last. No, I'm sorry. It was Eddie. It would have been Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero kept it going too for a while. Yeah, Guerrero had the mullet going, but his was kind of weird though. Like, you know, cause he kind of had like the fade on the side. His was kind of weird looking. My favorite. My favorite was when uh, you can you can find clips of uh, Ricky Morton talking about his. He said somebody somebody came up to me and said, "You Ricky Morton? Why why you still have that mullet?" I said, "Because I'm still Ricky Morton." <laughs> God damn right, fucking rock and roll, baby. Yo, Bob, would that put you in an early grade? If you ever saw Ricky Morton without the mullet, bro, if Ricky Morton shaves his head, I don't care how fucking thin that shit gets because it's pretty thin right now. <laughs> it will be a sad day in my life. I, yeah, it will. It will. <laughs> it's nothing sacred no more. Like God loves Ricky Morton for that. <laughs> I know. It's it's it's. It, 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 It'll make me cry. It'll make me cry. It really will. It really will. It really will. Um. Anyway, we're back to uh, what's her name? Uh, Brandy. Brandy talking again. Let's go back to Brandy talking again. Uh, if if I have a conviction, I stick to it. Were you ever in love? Yes, as a matter of fact. Oh, really? And what happened to your boyfriend? Well, he, uh, we broke up. Why? It, it just didn't work out. I mean, what, were you unhappy? Sometimes. Why? T.S.? Hey, what about the rest of us? Why don't you ask me a question? Suitor number two. Hey, what about me? Oh, Gil, All just right. shut the They're fuck busted. Up. Gil ain't doing no more. But, uh, man, obviously Brody is the fucking star of this show. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh,. Yeah, we go through this a little more. I'm going to get a little more into it. Obviously, they're busted. She knows who they are. Um, and after this, though, we obviously need to take care of Ben Affleck's fucking bitch ass, right? Yes. Yeah, we got to do that. And we're going to go ahead and do that because, God damn it, he's a dick. And by the way, I think I am going to play this... Uh, where he mentions the next uh, game show host. Let's go. For a week of theme parks, beaches, and a lot more from the look of it. Well, I guess that about wraps it up for... Not just yet, Pat Sajak. There you go. All right. 
You. All right. I believe you have something that belongs to me. Yeah, what's that? Not you, asshole. The girl. You have my heart. Before this, though, I did say I was going to play the masturbation story. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And I did not yet. So I do need to go back and find that real quick. So while you're looking at uh, overall, like, the trouble that uh, T.S. had to go through with Brandy, would you say that she was worth it on a scale of 1 to 10? Probably. I would say so. She's pretty hot. Um, A little daddy's girl, but probably worth it. Um, All right. I'm close enough to the story where I can go ahead and play it, I think. Let me see. Okay. What about me? Ah, Gil, just shut yeah, the fuck yeah, up. I am. Second suitor, would you ever make whoopee in public? Here we go. did once today. Well, my cousin Walter jerked off in public once. True story. He was on a plane to New Mexico when all of a sudden the hydraulics went. The plane started spinning around, going out of control. So he decides it's all over and whips it out and starts beating it right there. So all the other passengers take a cue from him and they start whipping it out and beating like mad. So all the passengers are beating off, plummeting to their certain doom, when all of a sudden, the hydraulics kick back in and the plane rights itself. It lands safely and everyone puts their pieces or whatever, you know, away and deboard. Nobody mentions the phenomenon to anyone else. Well, did he come or what? Jesus Christ, man, there's just some things you don't talk about in public. Second suitor, if you were a comic book character, what character would you be? Wow, that's a great question. Tough one, though. I mean, what does one gauge his response on? Physical prowess, keen detection skills, the ability to banter well with supervillains. How's your comic book collection, Brody? Oh, it's going good, but I've been... Oh, comics? What are you talking about, lady? I don't collect comics. Comics are for kids. There you go. I... Didn't want to get through this movie without playing that scene. Yeah, yeah. Right, I almost forgot it. I almost forgot. Yeah. It. Now, what um, what ties him in with uh, with Randall is that both Brody and Randall from Clerks tell stories about similar stories about their cousin Walter. Yes. Um, the Walter that they're actually talking about is Walter Flanagan who is another friend of Kevin Smith and the whole gang. And he's actually in all of the movies as well. And he's in this movie as Walt, the fanboy, the one who hangs with Steve, Dave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Every, everything's tied in. Yep. He ties everything in nice and neat. He really does. It's, it's, it's great how he does it, but and, and it, it's good for all the actors in the movie because they all get tied in somehow one way or the other. Um, yeah. But yeah, this is, uh, and this is where Ben Affleck gets taken care of. I'm actually a little early. I'm at the scene where uh, Ben Affleck is coming after uh, Brody because he got back his girl. And let's just go ahead and play the end of the movie a little bit. The shopping community who informed me earlier today of a nefarious plan of his to screw my girlfriend in a very uncomfortable place. What? Like the back of a Volkswagen? And as he comes up here to... <laughs> okay, in all seriousness, I played it for the Volkswagen thing. 
because he did say that when he was getting his ass kicked and also when he was down on the ground when they uh when Brody and um Gwen came to save him or uh uh TS and Gwen came to save him after he got his ass kicked so there you go and here we go Well, without further ado, I'd like to present you all with an accurate portrayal of the proprietor of Fashionable Mail. Now, Silent Bob. I said now, Silent Bob. Well, Lord, what the hell do I get to see the goddamn sailboat? Now, 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 now. Call me Joey. Yeah, don't make me get loose. I think that's it. Yeah, call me Donnie. Come on. Yeah, please don't go. God damn, this is one wacky game show. Hey, that girl's only 15. 15? I thought she was 36. Come on, guys. Tell me you wouldn't have bothered her. Call me your favorite new kid. <laughs> ben Affleck. Jesus. <laughs> that might have been the line that made his fucker. Why did she have the fucking like 70s porn music going on in her own videos? <laughs> right. That was my question. That's always been my question. I've always watched this movie. How does she have the 70s porn music going on? What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> on what was supposed to be for a serious study. Too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's all fucked up, man. But um call me know, Donnie. <laughs> they, yeah. <laughs> Crazy shit, man. Um uh, but yeah, so basically TS gets his girl to marry him. Uh Brody gets Renee back and the end of the movie we get what happened to each character in the movie um brody ended up hosting the tonight show <laughs> still living with his parents still living with his parents it says um of course because you know why not uh <laughs> that's just just you know why not you might as well uh his uh, Renee became his, Brody's band leader, and good God, it was horrible watching her even play the drums. I hate to know what that sounded like. Uh, <laughs> T.S. and Brandy did get married, and of course, we're uh, right in Universal Studios, Florida, where Jaws popped out of the water exactly yes. where they wanted to get married. I haven't actually been there. I've seen this. Um, and this is where, like I said, uh, Trish, her book spent 72 weeks on the New York Times bestseller list, but we saw LaFleur with her. And it was, and honestly, that was one thing that never got explained. Why is LaFleur with her? There was no reason for it in the streamlined version of this movie, but in the extended version, like I said, it shows as a distraction because he was waiting for Kevin Smith. Uh, Silent Bob, she seduced him. <laughs> so, not shown here, but you do find that out when you do watch the extended version. So, there you go. 
we find out Ben Affleck, Shannon, he made a lot of new friends in uh, Rahway, New Jersey, in the you know correctional facility. And in the extended version, you hear a nice little scream from Ben Affleck. And we talked about uh, Willem in this movie a little bit. And uh, he does, you know, it says he does finally see the sailboat, but we're not sure. And I believe when they show Jay and Silent Bob, this orangutan is the same one from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Yeah. Yeah. Suzanne. Suzanne, I think. Suzanne. Name, right? Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> that right there is our movie. I don't think yeah. there's anything other things I can play, but I will say this movie here, like I said, it's sort of it. it I don't. Can you call it a cult following for the, for the Kevin Smith movies? Absolutely, I, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This was the big, probably after Clerks, the the mainstream beginning of the Kevin Smith following. I guess you could call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's a movie that grew to be appreciated because obviously it wasn't a success successful follow-up to Clerks that everybody thought it was going to be for a variety of reasons. But it found its audience, like, once it came out on VHS and made its way to, like, Showtime, HBO, etc., etc. And especially once the rest of the movies started coming out and just among collectors like ourselves and just fans of uh, Kevin Smith's works as a whole, you know? Right. Uh, You can't have the collection without Mallrats. No. No, you can't. I mean, it was the, you know, I, you can't say it was the beginning of Kevin Smith's kind of career, but it was the beginning of his mainstream career. Clerks, I, I really have a feeling a lot of people didn't find Clerks until after Mallrats came out. I really yeah. do. Because Clerks was sort of his mainstream movie. Or, I'm sorry, Mallrats was the mainstream movie. Clerks was kind of that mm. low budget yeah. indie film that indie. Yeah. yeah, and people didn't really I think after Mallrats, people found Clerks. Yes, Clerks would Clerks would have been like uh to use another wrestling analogy, it would have been like the ECW of his time where it was just, just below the underground. You really had to be like in the know to know what Clerks was and to get the humor of it and to even know it existed. Right. Whereas yeah. Mallrats was more like the WCW, the WWF, where everybody had access to it. Yeah, I guess I could go with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. But, 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 it, it, you know, I, I just think a lot of people didn't know Clerks until they saw the Mallrats movie. Mallrats was in tons of theaters because it was because of the success of Clerks, but I don't think a lot of people knew that. You know what right. I mean? I I know I'm kind of going a little weird here, but it 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 makes sense in my mind. I might not be putting it out correctly. Oh. No, no, no. I I get what you're saying because Mallrat to get the humor of Mallrat. Part of the reason why it wasn't successful, at least initially, to my opinion, because it really wasn't exposed to an exclusive Kevin Smith audience. Right. You had you had to see Clerks to get the humor and to understand. The whole concept of mall rats because mall rats was basically clerks in a mall. So if you saw clerks first and then you saw mall rats, you would immediately get it. You would immediately like, even if you weren't necessarily a fan, you would understand the concept and what he was trying to do. 
So I feel like you really had to be a fan of Clerks. You had to see that first to really get Mallrats. That's why it took a while for it to find an audience and why it wasn't real successful in the beginning. Yeah, and this was and then this was the movie where you saw the tie-ins to the first movie. Yeah. So it probably made people it, it kind of like that John Hughes always has that sort of uh he's got a trademark in all of his movies and Yeah. you know, use a lot of the same characters. We've talked John Hughes, you know, thousands of fucking times on this show already. So, but yeah, it 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 had that thing where I don't know. I just think, like, you know, it, it, it took that second movie to tie everything together. And then he kept tying things together smoothly throughout yeah. his uh, View Askew series, I guess you could call it. He had a classic five. You yeah. got you got Clerks, you got Mallrats, you got uh, Chasing Amy, you got Dogma, you got Jay and Silent Bob, Strike Back. Right. And Clerks, too. I would throw that. Yeah. I, I, I did like Clerks, too. I enjoy Clerks too. Yeah, and I gotta say, like, if you had, if you guys had to wrap up the VSQ universe, because obviously, it's it's eventually going to come to an end. What do you think would be a better ending for it? Randall getting married, finding love, or or uh, Jay? Because I feel like that would be like the, that's like the last big story to tell. Uh, it, it can't be Jay. It can't be. I would think. I would think Randall, honestly. Like the two, because those are the two characters that you necessarily wouldn't see like settling down. But I figure that's how he would end the series. Yeah, what about That'd Dante? Like a, what about Dante? Dante's been looking for love since Clerks. Well, yeah, but Dante, he I guess found love. In I Clerks. mean, his yeah, girlfriend yeah, sucked thirty-seven dicks. You know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in a row. Um, no. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that'll never die. I don't give a fuck about political correctness. That'll never not be funny. Absolutely. All can hate me, but that that was funny. That was Absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe Dante getting married would be a good way to wrap the shit up because he's been looking for love since Clerks, you know. But they already, but they kind of did that in Clerks too, though. At the end of Clerks too, when he pulled up to the uh, with Rosario to the window. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. That was his happy end. They implied that he got the girl. It wasn't no big marriage, but they implied, you know, you were left with the impression that he got the girl. Well, maybe she she, she was pregnant. He presented the ring, you know. Yeah, maybe he found out she did suck 37 dicks in a row. I don't know. (laughs) That could be a. That would be a nice nice callback if she kind of like, you know, 37 dick girl come back. And try to break up the marriage. Uh, that'd, that'd be, be a nice funny. little fallback. That'd be funny. There's there's <laughs> so much he could do. But uh, like I said, there is another Jay and Silent Bob coming out in 2019 sometime. Jay and Silent Bob get a reboot. Uh, definitely looking forward to see the next uh, next movie. Now, real quick, since we, mm-hmm. you know, Anthony just mentioned the uh, kind of the, uh, the, the crowned five of Kevin Smith. Has any has any of you guys seen Cop Out? I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it worth it? I have it, but I haven't. Uh, it's. Uh, I would say not really. <laughs> okay. There's that really that tells me a lot right there, and I'm a cop movie fan, so okay. Yeah, this, this wouldn't do it for you. I mean, it's a comedy, um, but it's. Uh, there's really nothing much to it and i don't i'm a guy who i'm a guy who doesn't mind a thoughtless movie something that i don't have to 
you know, burn a lot of brain cells, you know, trying to figure out and piece together. But but Cop Out just seemed like a movie that was just made for the sake of making a movie. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I mean, like, it, like, I like the ride along, you know, kind of one and two. Those are both good. That's kind of the I feel that's that's the same concept that this movie would be. I mean, no, no. You, I mean, I, I would give it a shot. I mean, you'll like it's, it's not earth shattering, but I think you would like it for what it is. I, I per, it kind of came kind of comes across like a bucket list thing for Kevin Smith just to say he worked with a mainstream guy, yeah, Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis, yeah. Well, it's kind of like that. He said he's always wanted to do a buddy cop movie, which was another thing. That's that. And that's I, what it, it it was just a paper thin buddy cop movie, though. Right. That's the thing. You know, there, right. there was there was nothing behind it, and it, of course, it wasn't tied into the viewers' universe. Like he mm-hmm. he pretty much closed the closed the book on on the all the whole viewers' universe uh, movies for the most part. I guess there's the Jay and Silent Bob movie that's coming out, but like I mean, there was Jersey Girl, which I actually enjoyed. Jersey Girl, people give that movie shit too, but I actually enjoyed it. Um, I don't know, man. Cop out it just it just didn't do anything at all for me. Yeah, so there were no tie ins at all in that movie? No, no none none whatsoever. None whatsoever. Yeah. Eh, maybe I'll check it out. Maybe I won't. I don't know. I have yeah. it. You, you got lazy, but you basically got like and look, I love Bruce Willis, but this was like lazy Bruce Willis. You can always tell when Bruce Willis is filling the script and when he ain't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could tell he really wasn't feeling this. Like you didn't get that Bruce. I mean, Bruce Willis, even though he kind of carries like the same disposition throughout all of his movies, you can tell when he's filling the script, when he's filling the dialogue, when he's he's into it. Here, it's just like it's a paycheck. You could just tell. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. Ex- those are the exact words I was going to use. It's a page. It was a paycheck for him. Oh, well, I'm sure he didn't mind it. Right. Well, you can hear that uh, Kevin Smith did a uh, it was like a Q and A type thing where he was talking all about it, and um, yeah, he said Bruce Willis just wasn't really too thrilled <laughs> at all the entire time they were uh, filming the movie. Uh, well, they're probably all fucking smoking pot and getting fucked up, and... <laughs> but I don't know. Who knows? But. Uh... I don't know, but as far as Mallrats, uh, I would definitely, that's a, you know, excellent movie. Obviously, we've praised it the whole time. Yes. And uh, I don't know. I would recommend definitely checking it out. What do you guys think? Absolutely, of course. Absolutely. I would just say, uh, because everything is, is ties into everything, I would just say watch them in order to get a better understanding of all the uh, viewers universe, but overall Mallrats as a standalone movie is good, but it's better if you go into it with an understanding of all the characters involved. Yeah. 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 And once again, if you really love the, the streamlined version you saw in the theaters, you might not want to check out the extended version. It'll ruin the fuck out of it. <laughs> so on that note, I think we can wrap this motherfucker up. What do y'all say? Let's do it. All right. On that note, Bobby, appreciate you joining us, man. Anthony, always appreciate it. And uh, there you go. Don't forget to listen to us again. We'll be on not next Saturday, the Saturday after that. And don't forget to check out me and Shaheen Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern time. Wednesday nights. Go there. 
God damn it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> all right, y'all. It's been real. Chat room, thanks for hanging out all night tonight. All the fucking hearts y'all gave us on Mixler. Appreciate that, too. And that's it. Again, thanks, guys. See you guys next time. And, uh, hey, Christmas is coming up soon. Don't spend too much goddamn money. Take it easy. <laughs> go shopping at the mall. There you go. Go to the mall, you fucking mall rat. Lady, y'all. Snoogans. Snoogans.